For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Morning all, it's a free food Friday as well. More details on that across the morning. But if you'd like food delivered this lunchtime for you and your workmates, then text who you are and where you are to 0868104106. Courtesy of ourselves and the most delicious food at Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool, Blackpool Retail Park. Could feed between 15 and 20 of you. Some more details of the food available and what will be delivered a little later on this morning. Now, um, if it hadn't been for the breaking RTE story, uh, the claiming of more lives at the site of the Titanic uh, would make in the front pages of the newspapers, but it doesn't um, in any of the, the newspapers. It's all on the inside. Uh, so the sad news yesterday that there was a catastrophic implosion uh, of Titan as it headed to the bottom of the sea uh, to bring five people to, um, you know, uh, survey and, and view the wreck of Titanic. And, you know, when you look at it, it probably happened on Sunday morning at some stage on Sunday as they were going down. Some fail of the hull, um, something to do with the joints were one part of it, which would be some kind of uh, carbon fibre, titanium type shell of the hull joins to the glass viewing tube kind of thing um, and with all of the dives that it's had previously they figure that it weakened and weakened and weakened now a lot of questions are going to be asked for this uh, because um, this was very much a, a sub that came in for a lot of criticism from professionals within the industry themselves now I dealt with it a lot yesterday so the headlines in the paper Titanic claims five more lives debris found after the catastrophic implosion our hearts are with these lost souls father and son uh, the Daywoods uh, Shazada and Suleiman uh, the pilot uh, Pierre-Henri Nagolet um, also Hamish Harding and Stockton uh, Rush. Um, now, it's very, very sad. And, of course, much of the attention now will turn to why it happened, uh, how it happened, and will it be possible to, be, to recover them. So the search now for the submarine missing the Atlantic ends in sorrow uh, at 1,600 feet from the Titanic wreckage site. Um, and now the five people on board are the latest to fall victim to the Titanic curse. 111 years after more than 1,500 passengers and crew perished when the liner sank on its maiden voyage and there are calls now again that the site should be just left in peace. So that dominates the inside pages of a story that otherwise would have been on the the front pages. Incidentally, I was talking about the weather this morning. There's some interesting stat making the mail today that this month, the month of June, could be the hottest June on record, despite a wet and dull weekend ahead. Well, certainly a wet and dull day today. And June 13th, just to remind you of this year, was the hottest, hottest day recorded um, uh, by that point of the year since 1950. So you have to go back to 1950 uh, to get a temperature anything like June 13th of 2023. 28.8 degrees Celsius in Carlo. So nearly 29 degrees. So there you have it. Uh, on Lee's side, uh, there's some uh, very fa- very sad and quite alarming stories, uh, particularly with regards to um, a, a coroner's verdict of misadventure recorded in the case of a man of 19 years of age who died after having cocktails, shots and beer with his friends. Uh, He'd not been a regular user of alcohol, don't you know? Uh, And the story makes the front of the echo today where this young man uh, on the night in question during a card game, his friends noticed that he'd become quite drunk and they put him to bed on his side. He was rushed to hospital uh, by them, but when they realised he was having breathing difficulties the next morning, uh, and a native of County Cork, he passed away in the presence of his loved ones at the CUH. Now, that story is picked up by the Star this morning. Go into a little bit more detail. Apparently, they had been out uh, in Cork. They had been out 
in Cork and um, uh, had gone to a sports club. This is September 2022 last year with two or three, he had maybe two or three beers with his friends. But then, then apparently they went to a house and played a card game, uh, the, tw- the game 21. Um, now, the loser of the game had to take a shot. So the shot contained Guinness, whiskey and vodka apple sours, a lot of alcohol and high octane stuff. Uh, so that was consumed anyway. So during the night, he had snored loudly, but at around 6.30 in the morning, he stopped snoring and instead was breathing faintly and had foam um, uh, frothing from his mouth. It was at that stage that his teen pals dialed 999 and he was taken to hospital and tragically passed away. It's very sad. So a verdict of misadventure was returned by the coroner, Philip Common, and the pathologist, Margot Bolster. Again, warning about the dangers of binge drinking. Uh, we're never too far from an assault story on Lee said, and unfortunately, way too often, it's a taxi driver. I have another one for you this morning. And this is the story of a fellow called Jimmy Leahy uh, from Blarney. He got an 18-month sentence. Now, he did get the last 12 months of it suspended, resulting in a six-month jail term. He, he did plead guilty to the charge of assault causing harm to the taxi driver at Station Road. Uh, And the judge correctly said, she said, uh, the taxi driver, you assaulted a man doing his job. You would row with him about a taxi fare. Taxi drivers are vulnerable working in the nighttime economy. They're entitled to be safe. This man was assaulted by two of you, but mainly by you. And he was punched and kicked. There's one o'clock in the morning on the 6th of December in 2020. The taxi driver picks up the accused and another man on the Grand Parade. It's agreed that they would go to Blarney for 20 euro. Uh, When they got to the village, they indicated that they then wanted to be brought to another location, another mile outside the village. So that's going to cost more money, right? Ah, yeah, but hang on. There was a bit of to and froing about the extra bit of the trip and the additional fiver uh, was agreed for the extra bit. But um, there was a further argument on the way. Driver stops the car, asks them to get out. Taxi driver stood outside and opened the back door, and it was at that point he was knocked to the ground, struck and kicked by both of them. But the majority of the assaults were by Jimmy Leahy. So the taxi driver ends up with a bloody nose, and sustains an, injur- an injury to his right elbow, his neck, his shoulder. He did recover physically, but psychologically, I don't know. Uh, and yesterday, of course, was the breaking news of a story that I've been covering in quite some length over the past number of months because it finally came to court yesterday, uh, where a man was uh, was jailed for three years for a significant involvement in money laundering. Now, this fellow has 11 children um, and he controlled a bank account in another person's name. And there was €228,000 passed through it over four years. But he had absolutely no explanation as to how the money uh, got to that high inside in the bank account, apart from the fact that he was selling the big issue. Uh, I don't know how much the big issue pays in commission, but nothing like that. It was the story of Chilimbar Vasil. um, And they say that he played a significant role in money laundering where he also appeared to be assisting a criminal or an organisation. So he was jailed for three years yesterday, substantial amounts going through his account. He was claiming welfare payments from the state. Um, it was it was said that he admitted using the account for a number of years, but he couldn't account for all of the money that had gone through it. Uh, Interpol established that he was the owner of what was only described as a substantial property in Romania, big fancy cars. There was no mortgage on the property, three vehicles in his name. The judge gave him a four-year prison sentence and suspended the final year. He'd been previously convicted at district court level for using wire hooks to fish money out of church collection boxes. Isn't that one of the lowest types of crime you could think of? Robbing church collection boxes of coins. So that's an interesting one that uh, 
was um, finished up and resolved, I suppose, uh, to the satisfaction of the state yesterday, where he will go to jail for that. I got a flyer in the door at home in Douglas earlier in the week from Bell Childcare, B-E-L Childcare, and I was telling you about this on the air perhaps Monday or Tuesday, they're looking for, and they've been operating their business for over 10 years, they're a fine business actually, childcare, but they can't find employment, they can't find accommodation for their employees. So these flyers, 20,000 of them, were distributed in Frankfield, Douglas, Rochestown, Donnybrook and areas like that, trying to find uh, somewhere for their um, employees of the creche and the preschool to live. And now I will probably come back to that story a little later on but uh, the front pages all are dominated by uh, RTE who from what I can see have seriously thrown Ryan Tuberty under a fast moving bus um, the headline in the sun this morning RTE hid 345,000 of the Tuberty payout um, and Ryan Tuberty says he is surprised but it's got nothing to do with me, the error was by RTE this is RTE's secret payments of 345,000 euro to uh, Ryan Tuberty. Uh, he's off the air this morning. Um, it wasn't his idea to stay off air this morning. It was the RT management who kept him off air this morning. And of course, for many people, this is a serious betrayal of trust. And people's trust within the national broadcaster was dodgy enough as it was. But this one just puts it on a completely different level, that they would come up with these kind of ways of paying staff and where actually part of that payment this this 75 grand a year extra business was supposedly going to come from commercial partners right sponsors of programs um and of course uh like you can't be doing that you just you just can't you can't have two different ways of of paying people and it can't be the case that a public broadcaster ends up giving a portion of the income to a broadcaster that has come from an advertiser uh, so 350 grand, late, late dough is the headline making the star today. Uh, tubs off the air after the secret payment was revealed. It was a story that was first broke by the Irish Independent. Um, and of course, staff within RTE are absolutely livid. They've been angry enough about the top 10 broadcasters pay within RTE as it is, but they must be absolutely livid uh, at this announcement. Um, and the papers this morning actually give the top 10 earners and Ryan Tuberty is up there at number one and Joe Duffy is second and then and then Claire Byrne. Um, so the shock of the extra earnings, uh, they were supposedly taking a 15% uh, reduction in salary and, and, and many did. Uh, but was this some way of RT coming up with not having to, um, you know, okay, give a, a wage reduction to Ryan Tuberty, but find a, another way to bump it back up again? So more of that in a few minutes' time. But they break it down year by year, going back to 2017, where you see um, a, a difference in the amount that was published and the amount that was earned, coming right up to 2022 where you see a 75 grand difference uh, as to what was published as his his salary by RTE of 440 grand and what was actually paid by RTE, which was 515 grand. And one of the questions being asked is, um, who is the showbiz agent Noel Kelly, uh, who represents uh, Ryan Tuberty and other of the major stars? Now, a lot of the time you will find that agents negotiate on behalf of of certainly broadcasters, same things happens with uh, with uh, movie stars and actors and actresses and what have you. Uh, but Noel Kelly is referred to as Ireland's number one agent, the agent to the stars. He looks after Pat Kenny, he looks after Claire Byrne, Catherine Thomas, Joe Duffy. He looked after Jerry Ryan and certainly looked after um, uh, Ryan Tuberty. They're saying that there's no suggestion of any wrongdoing on the part of Ryan Tuberty or Noel Kelly management. Um, Noel Kelly Management is saying that this lays 100% at the door 
of RTE. Uh, so more on that and your, your thoughts are welcome, particularly if you are paying the licence fee, the television licence every year. Um, isn't it very shady? All right, bit of dodgy dealing, don't you think, um, with regards to RTE? But what really annoys me is at the same time then, uh, and this is an online story that I found this morning, of a woman by the name of Amy Daly. She is a 27-year-old law student in County Offaly. Uh, she was wrongfully arrested. I'm not making this up now. She was wrongfully arrested. She was brought to Mountjoy Prison in Dublin over a mistake about the non-payment of her television licence. Um, she sued and went to the High Court and won and had it settled. She sued for false imprisonment. She sued for breach of her constitutional rights to liberty, negligence, breach of duty. She took an action against uh, the Garda Commissioner, uh, against Mountjoy, against the Minister for Justice and the state. Um, you wouldn't believe it, like, but she, um, she had a seven-year-old son, uh, had picked the boy up from creche on the 9th of January, had brought him home... She was making a sandwich for him um, when the four-year-old was playing upstairs. Uh, then there's a knock at the door, uh, opens the door, two guardy are outside, and they tell her that there was an outstanding arrest warrant because of the television licence. She was a single mother who had been saving four-euro TV licence stamps since the previous October, and she had collected €144 Euro worth of them since then. So she was paying and buying her television licence stamps. And the guards are at the door. What a serious cock-up. So the guardie told her that she'd have to come to Tullamore Garda Station. So what, what's she going to do with her son? She used to get on to her family then to take care of her son and then presented herself at the station a short time later where she was incarcerated in a cell for the entire afternoon. She was then brought to Mountjoy Prison where she was again detained for several hours until it was discovered that the whole thing was a mistake. So her father then drives to... Um, uh, from Tullamore to Mountjoy to collect her. And she's in a seriously distressed state. And he brings her home. Uh, she's remained anxious and distressed, has had a history of anxiety, not to mention postnatal depression after birth of her son. There was no apology for what happened. And she lives in fear that the defendants might try and come and arrest her again. In fact, she has moved out of her own home and gone back to live with her parents. And she suffers nightmares and flashbacks and is now on medication for anxiety. All because of what? The licence fee. Um, a woman, a single parent, trying to work her way through life, buying licence fee stamps, paying her way, gets arrested like that. What the heck, man? That's insane. And of course, all that comes on the same day when we're talking about RTE and, uh, and the licence fee. If there are other, your thoughts on that are welcome, actually. T- text 0868104106. There are other papers this morning. I wonder what John O'Donnell feels about the fact that if he goes anywhere near an abortion clinic, protests again, You'll face a €2,500 fine or possibly jail. That's the story that makes the examiner today. And sadly, of course, more and more people can't go away on holidays. Maybe a third of people now can't afford a holiday this summer. Um, And those that can are cutting back seriously on the amount of spending, while others then continue to rip us off totally and utterly. There's a two-bedroom apartment in Dublin up for rent for the Taylor Swift weekend of concerts um, for 20 grand. 20 grand. Uh, I know, you just couldn't make it up. Never mind the amount that the hotels are charged. And apparently there's a, the Westbury Hotel on the night of the gig is six and a half grand a night. Uh, I mean, 20 grand for a flat and six and a half grand for a, um, a, a hotel room is just, I mean, like it's, it's beyond insane, whatever is the next level above insane. And if you want to know what the Garda overtime bill for Joe Biden's visit to Ireland, 78.7 million euro. 
taxpayers got to pay it. 78 million euro. And you know, best place to pass your driving test, according to the Star this morning, is the rural town of Skibbereen, with the highest pass rate in the country. Apparently 73% of those people who do their test down in Skibbereen pass. So that's where Ray Heffernan needs to do his 22nd test. Don't you think? Skibbereen. Revenge for Skibbereen. Back after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 Red FM. Ryan Tuberty said, like many people, I'm surprised by the announcement made by RT in their statement regarding the errors of reporting its accounts. It's unfortunate these errors in relation to how RTE have reported payments made to me, but I just want to be clear. This is a matter for RTE. I have no involvement in RTE's internal accounting treatment of RTE's public declarations in connection with these payments. I'm disappointed to be at the centre of this story, but I can't shed any light on why RTE treated these payments in that way and that they did not, nor can I answer anything with regards to their mistakes in this regard. Now, uh, that was his statement yesterday afternoon. Uh, Brian Stanley is the Sinn Féin TD uh, for Leash Offaly, but he's also the chair of the Public Accounts Committee um, and he joins me by phone. Brian, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Um, good morning. Uh, your quote this morning is saying what happened is utterly unacceptable and another serious breach of trust between our national broadcaster and the public. Can you explain to people, because it, it's, it's quite confusing, what seems to have happened here? Well, it's very straightforward. What happened was, was that uh, Brian, Brian Tuberty had a salary of 491000 uh, in 2017 and 2018, 495,000 and so on. And basically what, what was happening was uh, there was an arrangement, arrangement with Renault that he had, which, well, his agent had, uh, Noel Kelly, uh, a separate NK, NK Communications, I think they called the company, uh, and it's just for uh, a payment for, for Renault. And this isn't the fault of Renault. It's important to say that. Uh, but what happened was it was a one-year arrangement that stopped RT decided to uh, to keep paying Brian Tober the the the, uh, the extra money. Uh, the extra money came in the form of uh, what the figure now we have is in the region of two hundred and forty five thousand over a five year period. Uh, the figure the figure wasn't shown in the accounts, but instead what RT done was was that it, it done what's called a credit note to uh, to a commercial entity. In other words, that what ha- what was supposed to happen on paper anyway. Was that that the uh, you know seventy five thousand or fifty thousand, depending on what year you're talking about, yeah. was it was a credit note back to uh, back to Renault. Uh, that's what we know about it. Uh, now we only have the statement from RT at the moment. I don't want to qualify this. We want to see not until we see such time, until we see their full accounts. We want to have a full picture of this. But according to their own statements and the bits and pieces that have been coming out in the media, this is what happened. So it showed it showed that uh, that hid. That hit that seventy-five thousand or fifty thousand extra payment, depending on the year. In other words, that wasn't in RTE's accounts. That this went in the credit note to a commercial entity. But of course, we know now that it didn't. And it has taken five years to get the truth out. What was actually happening was it was going in an extra payment to Brian Torbidi. So Renault, and I suppose. Brian Tuberty and his agent are entitled to do a de- any kind of deal they want with Renault for public appearances and work for Renault, right? They, and they, they struck this deal, Correct. which was supposed to be for five years. But, uh, and Renault then were credited that 75 grand in advertising sponsorship in RTE. That's correct. Okay. And, 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 Renault, and Renault then only decided to do this for one year, but RTE were committed to the other four years, so they had to pay the 75s. Well, well they weren't committed to it. And I mean, this, this was through a barter account. And this, this is an arrangement between the, and should properly be an arrangement 
between between NK Communications, which is Brian Turbody, and, and Renault. This has nothing got to do with RTE. This has nothing got to do with the public purse. But what happened here was, was that RTE, uh, somebody in RTE, or some group of people in RTE, decided, oh, we'll, we'll pay Brian Turbody the extra money. But what, where the real scandal comes in, and fraudulent accountancy comes in, is that they come before, they came before the Public Accounts Committee a number of times. I brought him in, the committee brought him in over the last three years, and they told us that they were cutting costs, that were cutting the salaries of the top earners. They give us figures each year. Those figures are now fraudulent. We know that. Uh, we know that it, it, there is a false picture was being presented. And the taxpayer, uh, and it's important to notice, the taxpayer and the pay, people who pay the licence fee, including that unfortunate woman in my constituency who wound up in Mount Chai, after buying €140 Euros worth of stamps. Unbelievable. Uh, we're the people who are paying, paying for this. This is the national broadcaster. This isn't some dodgy backstreet outfit up a backstreet, you know, a kind of a Delby and Rodney operation. This is the national broadcaster here who people put their trust in, A, to get the truth and to get the facts and to get good public news coverage and to get good current affairs programmes, but also very importantly to have trust in, not swayed by anybody, not controlled by anybody, totally independent. And here we have a situation where we see this kind of practice not down the ranks in RT and was that I must add this isn't the fault of the, your average reporter or you know people working in newsrooms or indeed people people sweeping the floor in RT for that matter the ordinary workers across RT this is at the most senior management of RT that this happened and people need to be called to account to for it and, and I'm determined to chair the public accounts committee that that happens and and you use the word fraudulent you say this is a fr- this is fraud you're saying. On behalf of this is accountancy. Well, I can't think of, I've looked at this overnight, and I can't think of any word. If you deliberately conceal money within the accounts to the tune of well in excess of 300,000, that is fraud. If you deliberately, if you, if you do it by mistake is one thing. This wasn't by mistake. They've come out yesterday and they've said we're caught here. And they've tried to come clean here in this statement to have in front of me that they issued with the figures. And of course, it. it's on a different scale to, to maybe a private business or a private commercial entity. This is the state broadcaster paid by all of us who pay our license fee every year. Well, let me be clear. Private companies have to comply with a high standard, and rightly so. But they can, well, no, in the sense they can pay whomever they want, whatever they want. Indeed, I'm quite sure that Ryan Tuberty returned all of the money for taxation to revenue. This is not the question I'm asking. I'm just saying... It's a different different point to make. And the point here is is that, of course, any any commercial entity can pay what they want to whoever they want. And I accept that. That's, of course, right. But what a private company can't do is move money in, in the accounts to deliberately conceal payments to third parties. They can't do that, right? So, you know, if private companies have to operate by that and every other public body that we audit and that we look at and that the CNAG audits and that the Public Accounts Committee yeah. examines, yeah. several hundred of them, well over, nearly 300, all of them have to do it properly and have to add, by and large, do that and do a good job. Yeah. Here we have the national broadcaster, the people who we put the trust in, and here we have... Uh, you know, a fiddle going on at the top of it that is concealed for a five-year period. And again, just for so we all understand, this started with, um, uh, as, you, as you named, Renault, who were going to do sponsorship of programmes. Um, RT then decided to take a proportion of that sponsorship money and give it to Ryan Tuberty. Well, what they actually at, done at was, ton- was that, yeah. what, what they actually done, Niall, to be clear about it is, is that my understanding of what the facts that we have now in front of this and the other based on the information that we have is that what actually happened was was that Renault done it for one year 
and that's fair enough. Nothing got to do with us, and that's that's got to do with uh, Brian Turbidy and Renault. Uh, it's nothing got to do with the public. But what has got to do with the public is is that 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 was a one year that was a one year gig that ended. That's fair enough. But the public then the public then uh, totally and unknowns to them are pay, you know have paid over two hundred thousand, uh, which has been moved and has been hidden by way of a credit note to a company that I presume Renault knew nothing about this. So Renault, you know, without having any knowledge of it, and I don't want to speak for them, they're probably, on paper, on, our, on paper, according to RTE, they're in the region of 240,000 richer than they thought they were. Yeah. Well, of course they're not, yeah. because it's false accountancy. Yeah. This is yeah. fraudulent accounts. So, what, what it is. so has, has D Forbes come out and said anything? I don't believe that she has. Uh, the chair of the... Archie Authority did hold her hand up yesterday and apologise and say we're mortified. This seriously has impacted the, the, the trust of the public. Um, will, will, will heads roll over this at some level? I mean, D well, Forbes well, tenure in RTE is ending anyway. Well, well, I mean, some people were announcing that she's gone, but she's not gone. According to RTE statements, she's, uh, she's in situ until the 10th of July. And what I'm asking for to, uh, since yesterday is for her to come back on for holidays uh, I'm sorry, she's going to have to cut this holiday short because she came before the Public Accounts Committee. Um, you know, I signed letters to her requesting that she comes before the Public Accounts Committee over the last three years. And myself and other committee members questioned her about accounts, about the shaky situation at RTE. And she deliberately misled. I was deliberately misled, and so was the committee, and so was the public. And it's important now to look at the context this was happening in. This is happening at a time when RT were coming for looking for big increases in the license fee. Why? Because the finances of RT were very shaky. And just to remind you of a few simple facts and your listeners, five out of the last six years they're under the deficit. Their their income is down in the region of hundred million. Uh, their costs are up thirty million in the same period. They've almost hit the maximum ceiling that as I understand it, that they can go to commercially of hundred million. Their their borrowings are up to ninety five million. So here you have at the same time as they're doing this and may I add, you know, cutting, cutting staff numbers uh, and also having people, ordinary workers employed in RTE on the wrong contracts, employed as self-employed when they were actually direct employees. And they had, they had to do a, and on that score, they had to do a settlement to a revenue for 1.2 million, which, which they were very reticent about disclosing the information. And it took several attempts yeah. for us to get that information out. Yeah. Yeah. So during all that period, while all that period was, while all of that was happening, here you have this situation where they were concealing, you know, up to seventy-five thousand a year by way of uh, by way of a false credit note to a private entity, and no fault on Renault World, Renault on this. This is directly the fault of RTE. And are you say, suggesting that that the other high earner presenters need to be looked at, or how RTE pay all of their staff should be looked at? Is it? Well, well, I, well. All of their staff is a different thing because, you know, in fairness to staff, I don't believe that there's that the ordinary staff in RT there's any problem there. No, it doesn't but seem I, to I because they're PRSI. In, yeah. Yes, but in, but in relation to the top 10, and I don't want to say anything that's, you know, that casts any aspersions on anybody, but if the question it does arise, if this was happening in the case of Brian Turbody and we were told that the top 10 were getting cuts and it turned out turned out in his case, not alone was he being cut, but here you had, the, here you had huge increases by way of these hidden payments. The point is here is, is that, is this happening with any of the other 10? I don't know, nor you don't know, and the public don't know. And to be quite honest with you, a lot of people in RT don't know that I've spoken to. Uh, they're scratching their heads on this as well. So we do yeah, need, okay. what we need here is full disclosure, not bits and pieces, 
not information in drips and drabs and by way of news management. They need to come out front, up front. We need to see the facts, put them on the table. And Dee Forbes is the person who needs to come back as the current Director General. Mr. Backhurst doesn't take over officially, as I understand it, until the 11th of July. Uh, Dee Forbes is the person in the hot seat. She needs to appear. Okay. Appreciate you taking the call this morning. We'll see what happens next. Brian Stanley, Sinn Féin TD for Leash Offaly, Chair of the Public Accounts Committee. Meanwhile, uh, down in uh, the East, down in WLR, uh, the morning show host of Daisha Today is Damien Tiernan. Uh, he is the former Southeast RTE news correspondent and clearly would have a lot of colleagues within RTE. And he's going on air at 10, so he joins me just ahead of that. I don't want to keep him too long. Damien, good morning. Or Neil, how's it going? I'm good, and I know you're under a bit of pressure time-wise, so thank you for that. Um, how, how are your ex-colleagues feeling? Yeah, I was talking to a lot of them yesterday evening about this, and uh, there's a mixture of emotions. They're livid, they're sad, they're angry. There's a couple of uh, NUJ meetings taking place today, and a lot of uh, anger will be vented at that. They are looking at the figures, and they're thinking about their own particular cases. There have been quite a few bogus self-employment contracts within RT, short-term contracts. Um, I was there for a good few years and I was involved in the National Union of Journalists negotiating at different things. So I know a lot of people that were there and I was there in 2008 when the big pay cuts happened and uh, I suffered as well for 10 years for the pay cuts. So it's very sad. It's very disappointing. I don't think there's nothing to indicate uh, that anything fraudulent has been done at this stage. And I think it's we have to be careful in terms of how we frame this debate because a commercial deal, a private commercial deal was done with a top earner. And commercial deals are fully allowed. There's nothing wrong with them. The problem with RTE is that there is a crossover between commercialism and the public service remit. And that's always been an issue within our... In the sense they have two streams of income. <clears throat> Correct. And it's the only organisation, media organisation in the country, effectively, that has that type of thing. So you've got a commercial arm, and they do deals to help get stars over the line as such. Then you have the public service obligation. And there have been issues, and a lot of private organisations, Virgin, yourselves, ourselves, others, would get out about RTE and say, hold on now, you shouldn't be giving money to public service broadcasting such as news, and then that news going out on the website and promoting the website, for example, if that has a commercial activity on mm. that because news is supposed to be non-commercial. Mm. So there's a lot of crossover on this. So the situation that happened was there was a private deal done. I think there's two issues here very simply. There's the deals that were done before COVID and the deals after COVID. I think Ryan Tuberty, from what we know from the statements, he had a deal with Renault to make certain amount of public appearances. COVID happened. And I'd say what happened then, a representative or Ryan himself went to the commercial arm of RTE and said, listen, I was supposed to get 75000 this year. I'm not going to get it. And they might as well have said, well, we're in exceptional circumstances. You're going to be working during COVID. You're keeping the place going. We're not going to have to spend as much money on things because we're saving money because of COVID. Uh, we'll organise sort of to cover that deal. But why then didn't that correct figure, say, for instance, take 2021, where, where RTE published his salary at 440000 when in actual yeah. fact it was 515000 It was 75000 more than they published. Uh, because, again, I don't think they would have done it out of uh, a nastiness. I think they probably said, this is a, a private commercial deal that he has done from the commercial arm of RTE. So we do not reveal private commercial deals. But it came said, out of the RTE bank accounts. And, 
Uh, that's the problem. A hundred percent. I agree with you on that. But I can see their reasoning for it. Again, I'm not agreeing with it, but I'm trying to look at the logic of what they did. They basically said, in my opinion, again, we don't know the facts on this, but I've seen how these things have worked in the past. They probably said, we'll park that there, have it resting in that account, as they say, and we'll sort of sort it out again. Even the words and, resting in that account sound dodge, one, FM. One, once, once, but like somebody somewhere... This is the big thing, Neil. Somebody somewhere had to sign off on this, okay? Yeah. Now, very simply as well, there's two boards in RTE. There's an ordinary board as such. You can call it about, like, the lay people that come in and others that are there, and it's like um, that changes every couple of years. Then there's an executive board. The executive board are charged with running the organisation on a far more intimate detail. So Dee Forbes is the head of the executive board. She's also head of the RTE ordinary board, you can call it. She's the person as Ryan says, that does need to answer questions on this. She's still the Director General. She would, we don't know what she knew. We don't know if she signed off on it. There's no indication that she did. But they're the people that have to ask. But the the optics of this um, are not good. They're terrible. And RT management should be rightly crucified over this. Management, not the staff. Because the problem with this is there's an awful lot of people out there that, like, there's anti-vaxxers, there's others that would have a big issue with how RT put across certain messages over the last three or four years. This is going to make them very happy this morning because they are going to be able to go and say, listen, you can't trust anything that RT has said. We told you we were right in the past. And if you can't trust them on this, you can't trust them on anything else. And it's very important that we have a good and vibrant RTE for the betterment of democracy in this country. I genuinely believe that. If public service broadcasting is undermined, you won't see money going to the likes of the primetime programmes, which do expose many bad things that are happening in the country. Mm-hmm. RTUs will be undermined, and that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That is a bad thing. Even though they're competitors or viewers and mine, it's not good, the perception that's going to come from this. And that's the problem, the reputational damage. Ordinary people today are furious about this because it's a lot of money. It is, and it's over five years. How come it went on so long undetected and nobody kind of said, hang on a second, there's a rag, red flag here. We're ultimately going to be crucified. We need to fix it. It just went on until the independent found it. And that's why I think, there, as I said at the start, there's two issues in this. There's the pre-COVID payments and the post-COVID payments. And I think some people in RT didn't think they were doing anything wrong regarding these particular deals. They genuinely, they wouldn't have felt there's anything fraudulent or anything like that. They just would have said, this is the best way to do it. But they should have said, and Ryan Tuberty should have said, when the figures were published and he said, by the way, I'm getting 40 grand or 20 grand or 75 grand more that particular year than what has been published, he should have gone to RT management or his agent, Noel, and said, listen, lads, you know we're getting an extra 75 grand or 20 grand a year. And they would have said, yeah, but that's part of a private commercial deal. But we should we should really say this, shouldn't we? Yes, I and know that's what you're the conversation. And, that sh- and, if, and if it had come out, like if it was revealed during COVID that Tuberty was getting an extra 75,000 that year and already were covering it, I don't know if people would have accepted no, that. Well, they might have. They might have said, yeah, well, you know, it's a lot of money, but you know what, at least you're being honest about it. Yeah, they might have tottered and said that's a ridiculous amount of money for anybody to to earn, but at least it would be the accurate figure. But just on that point now, because the Independent continued with the story this morning, and they are now saying that there are questions forming over his future. Um, Are you speculating on whether he'll go back on air? or What's next for Tuberty? 
I know Ryan very well. I'm not defending him in this. What I am saying is that any dealings I've had with Ryan Tuberty over the years are completely and utterly honourable. He's a good guy. He doesn't tell lies. I don't think he meant anything bad by this. I genuinely believe his statement that he put out yesterday, he would be 100% thinking this was nothing to do with him. Yeah. Now, with hindsight, he might look back and say, I should have maybe, we should have talked about that extra money beforehand. And I think he should have. And I think he has to come out and explain that. Until he explains that, I think there's a problem. And perception is a massive thing in broadcasting, as you know, Neil. We all have to be seen. Like journalists, like politicians in a way, we're held to a little bit of higher account. And it's a difficult scenario that we're in. But we are supposed to be giving the truth out and purporters of messages and people are supposed to trust us. So from that perspective, I think he's in a difficult situation. And I just, I don't know what's, what's going to happen to him. It's, it's really sad from his perspective. And it's something that could have been avoided if proper procedures were put in place in the past. And um, so yeah, it's not good. So Ryan Tuberty has a little more to explain. D Forbes has a, quite a lot to explain. But I know that Ryan Tuberty had said when he quit the Late Late Show that he, he said it worse to the effect of, and now the papers and the media will have somebody else to kick around. He, he was fed up of... Um, you know, the attention. Yeah. Um, do you not think that this is just another kind of nail in the coffin and he'll just say, sod it, I'm off? I wouldn't be surprised if he did, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, it's like, as, like Ireland's a small country. Like what else is he going to do? I know things will die down. And if there will be some sort of a, an explanation about this from RT over the next few weeks, and it'll be a kind of a fudge, I, I would suggest something of uh, like like what I've said, They'll come out and say there was a commercial aspect to this that we felt we didn't want to expose. We were doing this in the best interest of Ryan. With hindsight, we should have said it, blah, blah, blah. And it'll be kind of... And it might... He might be okay. But I think if I was Ryan Tuberty, I would finish up for the summer and I would say to RTE, I'm on stress relief for the summer and I take three months off and see how things go then towards the end of September and see what it's like. That's what I would do if I was... And like he, he has a few bob in the bank, I'd say he'd be able to afford it, you know? Yeah, good stuff. Okay. Damien, appreciate you coming on here this morning. I'll let you go on because you're on at 10 a.m. this morning. Damien Tiernan, Donna Waterford uh, with WLR, former, as I was telling you, the Southeast RT News correspondent. Your thoughts are welcome. Text 0868 104 106. Back after the break. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. You can be sure of one thing. Um, whatever Ryan Tuberty was paid, he would have returned to revenue correctly but the other story to this is before all of the uh, issue regarding the commercial partnership came about there were a couple of years before all of that 2017 to 2019 when RTE understated his statement his his salary by 120 grand uh, between 2017 and 2019 then along came this uh, commercial partnership sponsorship arrangement seemingly with with Renault where it was agreed by Renault to pay 75 grand um, for appearances, and then RTE then gave Renault a credit note of seventy-five grand uh, within the RTE organisation. Um, but then, when the commercial partner decided not to renew the sponsorship after the first year, RTE then made the next payments, the next two payments directly to Ryan Tuberty through his agent. Uh, so that was the seventy-five grands that we're talking about. In fact, in, in, when you look at that figure um, of seventy-five grand. Um, it also incurred fees of 80,000 in fees 
which also went through the barter account. So it's, it's mind-boggling the amount of money that was involved in it. Rory says, uh, let's remember they have a law uh, to put people and citizens of Ireland in jail if they didn't pay the scammer TV licence. Um, always remember that. Yes, and I told you the story of that this morning, actually, the woman up in, in Tullamore who was sent to jail um, but for the whole day um, and very traumatised by it, even though she had been buying her TV licence stamps, a single mother trying to rear her child. Uh, pity there wasn't one for everyone in the audience. Boom, boom. Alan says, funny how anything state-run, when they do something wrong, they apologise and move on. Jean says, disgrace, and then people are paying a television licence for this, and then you're brought to court if you don't buy one. It's an absolute joke, and you are brought to court. And if you don't go to court, Gardaí will come and knock on your door and will take you, And because they're instructed to do it. Some judge issues a bench warrant for you that cops have to pick you up. Uh, Patrick says uh, they knew well where the money was coming from. I think we would all surely know what we were earning and that the so-called overpriced wages that they put out on the paper every year didn't match. Surely they all knew that. RTE should be put to pasture. Uh, couldn't, uh, Greta says you couldn't make it up and what will happen to any of them? Nothing. The rich just get richer. Richer. Um, poor D Forbes um, in trouble again. Fair City wouldn't have a patch on these guys with regards to the storyline. Um, Aaron says, it's time to make RT a subscription-based service. If people want to watch it, let them pay for it. Scrap the licence fee, says many people by text this morning. Uh, No wonder he left before the start of the revelations. Let's up the licence, though, to cover the debt. Uh, Well, you don't know anything about that as to why he decided to quit the Late Late Show, whether it's connected or not. I I would be inclined to think not. Um, I'm sure this will encourage a lot more people to pay their TV licence so they can recoup the mess they've made. Uh, will Tubbs be asked to pay anything back? Uh, good luck with that. Uh, Kieran says, who cares? We can always trust the state propaganda platform, RTE, can't we? And one final one. They continually plead the poor mouth, requesting more state aid and also an increase in the licence fee, while all the time lying through their teeth. They will probably This will probably be brushed under the carpet and nobody will be held accountable. Actually, Johnny says, why is anybody surprised the whole country is just corrupt? Text 0868 104 106 and we'll pick it up after 10. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. The Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. It's a free food Friday, so Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool retail Park will give to you food to feed between 15 and 20 of you at work. So you need to text who you are and where you are to 086 8104 106. So lots of chicken wings, chicken skewers, beef skewers, chicken wraps, chicken pitas, the most delicious beef burgers. And you can design your own burgers. Oh, they've got a really spicy salsa one that's fantastic. Uh, it must come up with the name of that. There's about three or four different burgers and equally beautiful. So you also get the sides then, including the piri sauces and the piri salted fries and the rice and the waffle fries. Uh, and then you build your own cheesecake for dessert and a lot of cheesecake with all sorts of toppings for it. And you can use your own toppings on your own slice. So text who you are and where you are to 86 106 And I'll do the first shout-outs in about 15 minutes' time. Uh, massive response by text to the revelations of how RTE uh, seemed to do its business, certainly with regards to payments to uh, Ryan Tuberty. You couldn't add this up, uh, the farce within RTE. You should add it to your podcast. You couldn't make this up. Uh, along with the case of Amy Daly from Offaly regarding her arrest for alleged non-payment of the licence case. You are right. I mean, I'm absolutely 
livid about what happened to that young Offaly mother, I can tell you that. Um, take her, her dad having to go and take her back home from Mount Joy, held in a cell all afternoon, hauled to Mount Joy, held there for God knows what, until the authorities realised it was um, um, not her fault. Uh, no apology was offered, sues for damages, um, went to court. Uh, at least with Archie and Tuberty, they might adopt the salmon approach. Sincere apology, let's move on now. The salmon approach. That's why I say you couldn't make this up. Thank you for that text. That is a very strong one. I like it. Backhanders in the form of brown envelopes for pushing government narratives, narratives and fairy tale hoaxes and other mainstream media drivel to help the wealthy elite further their agendas. That's Ireland's broadcasting. No doubt in my mind, COVID propaganda and fear-mongering was a serious moneymaker for all of these mouthpieces of the government and mouthpieces of the pharmaceutical companies. A propaganda machine that anyone would be proud of. Uh, what's anyone going to do about it, Neil? Nothing. And they know that nothing will be done. The Irish lost their backbone many moons ago. And you can be sure our forefathers are turning in their graves with the mere thoughts of it and the state of our nation. Um, many texts then in the last half hour... Uh, he should hand the money back. If he does, it'll show that he's an honest man. If he doesn't, it will say a lot about him. Um, to, <laughs> all right. You're entitled to your opinion. The scandal RT will be treated like the ones in the past. The unacceptable behaviour in our care homes is more serious and it's still ongoing. We come up with excuses to push it under the carpet. It will sell papers for a few days and then on to the next scandal. Uh, a great reason for people not to pay their TV licence, don't you think? Not that I have one, says John. Um, Tuberty's programme was frequently bottom of the ratings list for programming. RTE seems to believe that increasing Tuberty's salary will increase the ratings. That's daft logic. Uh, and to think RTE forces people to fund it using the law to put them in prison if they don't, no wonder they only dish out government propaganda. Paddy says, how can RTE News ever be believed again in the light of Tubbsgate? Or where was RTE Investigates on this? To be quite honest with you, watching a lot of coverage in RTE, uh, they've gone completely for the juggler on this one, RTE News. They're not holding back, actually, the different news teams, whether it's radio, radio or television. And don't you think for a moment that the hardworking staff within it, the staff themselves, also are asking the question, will anyone ever believe us again? Um... Uh, Tuberty is missing uh, I smell a rat not of his making he's not on the air this morning because he was told he wasn't going on the air this morning I can't come on air but who are these politicians to be preaching about RTE paying Ryan Tuberty extra the government is more corrupt with all their secret money and they're 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 taking themselves and how they destroy their own people in every way Oh, it's great now for the government to take the light off them as usual. Hence the pylon. Love the show. Thank you for those. Keep them coming. Text 0868104106. More calls on the way. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818104106. Red FM. And you can pick up the phone on 0818104106 to the phone lines we go. Dan, good morning. Good morning, good morning, Joe. Okay. Uh, um, you, 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 I think in the past have, have questioned... The, the belief structure that the public have with RTE anyway, right? I, I have, I have. And uh, look, and you know, I was just driving here, I'm back home here now, and I was just thinking about uh, the top civil servants getting top up in their pensions, massive lump sums, and the, pe- the people on the lower scale. Do, do they get these massive lump sums as well? Um, I, think, uh, I think pensions uh, contributions, whether tributary or non-contributory, and where your company pays or the state 
pays are based on right. your salary. Yeah. So the more right. you earn, the yeah. higher the higher but your then, pension will be. The point the point I'm making look, you have top people getting top top up in the pensions. Uh, costing you and I everybody millions of euros top yeah. up on their pensions. Yeah, well, you have to look no further than uh, politicians who've been politicians for a long time, or ministers, or Taoiseachs, or Taunishters. They would have the massive making, yeah? pension pots. Can massive. I see? They're, on, they're on to two or three million, to be honest with you. I, well, I know, I, I have an article here about a couple of, I'm not mentioning any names now, and uh, their pension costs six million. Well, and they, they all, they all drive their own now, and they're 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 coming back into the, the fold again now, doing this thing and that thing, and their pension costs six million. Are, are you talking about senior politicians' pension pots? I am, I am, Neil, I am, and I and I have it. And uh, uh, one of the best journalists in the country, Daniel McConnell, wrote this article. Um, and and how does this equate then to whatever kind of way RT decided to hide a payment to a broadcaster? But see, the Noel. Or need the top people, the people in power. I think my my own, you know, they can do what they like. Mm. And just know now something. We uh, all this will all blow over now after a week or two. And usually, usually what they do is they wait until Friday to leave that information come out at Thursday or Friday, and by and then the papers will have it for the weekend, and by Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday we are gone. Well, here's what happened, apparently. The Independent have had it for quite some time and were doorstepping different people and doorstepped the minister on Monday. The minister had known about it for a couple of months. Obviously, all sorts of alarms went off because the Independent were breaking the story and that forced the hand of RTE to make a statement. I saw the the, 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 uh, Independent... Sheehan this morning on Morning Ireland yeah. on the radio yeah. and he said he didn't know about it and the, the Green Party lady knew about it as well. So what should happen next? And you know something, look, I wouldn't but what do I know, they'll be talking about an inquiry and there'll be a, just no famous words by not a famous politician I'll have a, I want a review or a report when I heard that I said money, money for certain people in the country and especially the legal people, the barristers and all that kind of stuff. Okay, thanks for that. Let me talk to Stephen Daly, the Irish radio and television presenter, works with 98FM, Today FM, I think he does television work as well. Stephen, good morning. Uh, oh, hang on a second, let me just get this line sorted. There you are. Stephen, morning to you. Thanks for taking the call. D- did you did you work at RTE? Yes, that's right, Neil. Good morning to you. I hope you're well. I'm well. Um, so you did radio or television, I think? I did a bit of everything, to be honest. I was a weather presenter. I was um, a weather presenter on the TV. I did a bit of radio stuff on uh, Radio 1 and RTE Gold. I was a continuity announcer, sound engineer. So many different hats, many different ways. And, like, you know, it's it's kind of the way media can be. Sometimes you know yourself where you have to do loads of different things. Yeah, to, I uh, get, get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I worked there for almost five years, um, you know, including during the COVID period. So I was, you know, in and out of Donnybrook, you know, when everyone was locked down, I had to go in there and, you know, broadcast <laughs> because that's what we were doing. And um, yeah, it was it was kind of just one of those things where, you know, there was a whole situation in RT around the misclassification of contractors who should have been employees and so on and so forth. But I, I missed several payments during kind of the COVID period due to the nature of my relationship with RT and had to go chasing money that I was owed. Why? Because I read because I read that last night. So there were months when you didn't get paid and had to ask for money. Why? You were owed, you were yeah. owed it. Why weren't you paid it? 
I've no idea, to be honest. We didn't really get a satisfactory answer around it. Um, it was kind of just you'd, you'd be expecting your wages in your month, or, you know, your, your payment every two weeks, as, as was the, the agreement and had been the agreement, you know, for, for years previous. And you would check your bank and there would be no money in there. You'd have to go emailing your line manager, email their line manager, emailing people in accounts, emailing people in HR going, listen, that I haven't been paid. I missed a mortgage payment at one point over it. You know, and it was a stressful enough situation. Like, you know, everyone was worried about what was going to happen with COVID. This was this big thing that nobody knew where we True. were going to end up and we tried to chase money during it as well like it's just not helpful so, you know? so like what about the culture or the atmosphere or the way that they do business because you also can compare it to working for Channel 4 and the BBC whom you also worked for Yes, that's right. So I've worked in, in some of the biggest broadcasters like across these kind of couple of islands we, we live on and like I've just never seen a place like it for kind of just such a lackadaisical nature to just everything. Everything just seems to be done the most backwards, old-fashioned and, and if it's okay to say like the most Irish way possible. Yeah. So could this be another example of that saying, ah, oh, this will be grand, sure, we'll put it in this account or we'll pay them out of this uh, barter account. It'll be fine. Nobody's business. Nothing to see here. Yeah, again, like, I, I didn't even have an answer for it. I was a member of the NUJ at the time, too, so I even chased it up with them and kind of said, look, guys, you know, what's going on here with my payments? And, you know, they, they weren't particularly, you know, helpful or forthright. There was never really an answer given for it. Just no, I'm actually, I'm really... actually, the point I'm making is regarding this 345 grand that was paid in 75,000 oh, yeah. euro chunks. Like, do they, do they feel that they can do whatever they want? At the end of the day, well, this is taxpayers' money. Well, at the end, like, I mean, obviously I can't speak on behalf of RT or who thought what or whatever else, you know, but it just, it, it just wouldn't surprise me that there's probably more in this because it does seem to be just kind of have to be grand, you know. Interestingly, the NUJ said last night that this 75000 a year is the salary of a senior RTE worker. That's what we're talking about here. You could be taught, and seventy five grand a year is two average wages for a year for two people. It's, Correct. It's yeah. not and, insignificant. And no, and I mean, even the money that, you know, that, that Ryan was paid, and, and, you know, I just want to say again, like, it's not an issue with Ryan as such, like, but, you know, that, that 345,000 figure that's being bandied around was more than the price of the house that I missed a mortgage payment on during COVID, you know? Yeah. What do you think the atmosphere would be like for hardworking staff who just get on with their day for, um, you know, not insignificant amounts of money, but not great wages? I would just say this is probably just a, a kind of an attitude of disbelief or just a, a bit of kind of shock this morning. Like, you know, I understand from people I know who still work there, there's just kind of so many questions around it. And who should be answering the questions? You'd imagine that the Director General, who's outgoing, should be answering questions. Come back from our halls and answer some yeah, serious questions. Sure. Yeah, okay. Nice one. Thank you, Stephen. Good luck. Take Thanks, care. Neil. Stephen Daly with uh, 98 and Today FM, formerly of RT. Here we go again. Another state body up to no good, again, with taxpayers' money. There's nothing new there with the TV fines. I was up there myself for fines eight years ago in jail. I was in and out in two hours. What a joke. I'd love to hear more about that experience, incidentally, if you'd like to share with me. Please do come on air. Uh, Jailing a single woman wrongly over a television licence is an indicator of how low our society has changed in Leo's New Ireland. What a waste of under-resourced Garda time. I have an audio clip here that Kevin says is worth playing. It's the Irish actor Emmett Kerwin calling out the uh, the corruption in Ireland under Leo Varadkar's Fine Gael government. I think we're listening to a little bit of audio from... Please tell me this is the Late Late Show, isn't it, from a, a few years back. Have a listen to this. The amount of money, you know, that is basically being siphoned out of the country through corruption, the amount of people that were taken off their tracker mortgages, the amount of corruption that is endemic and systemic in the various different, uh, uh, you know, structures that we have. There's no phone line to rat out bankers. There's no phone line to rat out corruption at all the various different levels. If you can basically tell everybody at the bottom of the ladder that 
It's not the bankers. It's not the professional classes. It's not those people that essentially are trying to kick you out of your home or the vulture funds. It's the other guy, the bus driver, the guy in labour, the other guy that's in the same job as you are. Because the working classes compete for resources, and he knows that. And as long as you're looking at your neighbour and thinking that your neighbour is the one that's doing you out of it, you're not looking at the banker. And he knows that. And that's the canard of political thinking that they put out there. That anybody who is engaging with social services, anybody who's engaging with hospital services for free, they villainise them because they want you to be suspect of them. Because they have this political ideology that taxation is a form of theft. And it's your taxes. And it's not people that are basically funneling them out of the country. It's this bloke in a tracksuit. But it wasn't blokes in tracksuits that were around the country. It was blokes in suits. Yeah, interesting point you make. It's quite passionate. Uh, it was a texter who said to me, please dig out that audio on the late, late telling uh, Ryan Tuberty we're being told to watch the fellas in the tracksuits while the suits are bleeding the country dry. Uh, Ryan Tuberty sat there and nodded in agreement. Uh, perhaps, no, you see, this is it. You, you don't know what he did or he didn't know. The texter is saying, knowing they did all that extra uh, taxpayers' money. It's a sham of an organisation and a sham of a government. Um, I see other texts saying something similar. Um, Did he not know he was overpaid? I'm paying the TV licence only because I watch Netflix on a tablet and stopping paying this TV licence. What a scam. Here's the problem if you stop paying it or if you're late paying it, which happens to me all of the time. They know who you are. They know where you are because you've paid it. So they have your details. They will come after you. You will start getting the red letters. You'll get a chap or somebody calling at your door giving you a week to pay it. Because you've paid it, you are now in the system. It'll be impossible for you to get out of it. Um, It's the people who have never paid it. They're the ones that continue uh, to get away with it um, because they're not on the system. They're not on the register because they've never paid it in the first place. Um, Ryan Tuberty may be complicit in this arrangement and at minimum should resign or be sacked along with anyone else who is involved in this sordid affair, uh, says Ray. But again, if, if you look at it, if you're a worker uh, who's working as a broadcaster or anything else like that, and in his case, he has an agent who negotiates a deal on his behalf with RTE and he stays out of it. Wouldn't it be a fair thing to say that if Ryan Tuberty would say, is, is everything okay with this? Is, is this straightforward? Is this kosher? Is this above board? And he's told by RTE, yes, it is. There is nothing to see here. This is just a bookkeeping exercise. It is not a problem for you. Don't you think he might go away? Some are suggesting, and I understand that, including Damien, that when the published list kept coming out and it was inaccurate every year, that somebody, that all of them should have been holding their hands up together and saying, listen, this is wrong. It's actually more than that and we should publish the higher figure. Uh, text 0868104106. Free Food Friday at the same time. Let me do some shout-outs uh, because in about an hour and 15 minutes' time, we're going to be picking a winner. And to Roosters, Piri Piri will be delivering, or the Red Patrollers will be delivering it to 15 to 20 people. Uh, a great start to the weekend for you. Morning to Craig and all the group at Pat McDonald Paints on the Commons Road. To St. Gabriel's Special School in Bishopstown. Hi, Eleanor. To Pavers Shoes in Mahon Point. Uh, working their last day before the shop closes. Oh, that's sad at the same time. Carol, Anna-Marie, Gloria, Alison, Claire... Kate and and, uh, and Gemma. To the Patients Admissions Accounts Department at the South Infirmary, happy Friday to them all. Have a good weekend. Hi, Colette. To Glandor, City Quarter Buildings in Laps Quay. My colleagues and I are going to be very busy today, so we'll definitely be starving. Uh, to another shoe shop, to Shoe on Patrick Street, the best shoe shop in the city. Morning to everybody at GRP Roofing Supplies on the Tremor Road, Rockwell Engineering in Claheen, the Dean Hotel, the Complete Upholstery and Foam Services on Barrick Street, the Switchboard Department at the 
the CUH, Three Degrees Hair Design in Blackpool are listening, Harper's Hair Design are listening, and Mayfield bespoke wedding ceremonies. Uh, no time to cook. The wedding season is truly here. Um, the girls at Tails and Tubbs Dog Grooming in Douglas Woolen Mills starving, and it's not even half ten. Uh, countrywide Drains Limited and Dripsy cleaning out septic tanks. Uh, they should get a prize for that anyway. O'Leary's in Lissarda, um, Bonsecours Care Village Nursing Home. Uh, maternity to baby.ie. That's a new one on me. The midwife owned Cork business. Maternity to baby.ie. Little Hands Childcare Redemption Road, Cork NSD Accounts Management at PFH, and Drumahan National School Parents Association. Uh, they're um, helping our, their local school in a rural, rural area to raise funds all year long uh, so that the children's school journeys will be more adventurous. So fair play to you on that. Text who you are and where you are to 0868. 104-106 uh, we'll pick a winner in about an hour and 15 minutes time so get those texts in who you are and where you are Talk to Neil Prenderville now 0818-104-106 Cork's Red FM Back to the phone lines we go Colm, good morning Good morning, Neil How are you? I'm good and your thoughts on all of this sorry tale which people yeah. probably are very used to when it comes to Ireland these days but anyway Well basically is I don't know whether uh, how you are Others get paid, but... They're paid at the school, end of every month, like a okay, lot of people. Well, yeah. At the end of every week. But every you know, week, you'd have a quick look at your thing and say, yep, yeah, I'm paid this week. And you'd have a fair idea of within a euro or two that you'd have it. Are you saying that, or is it, are they saying that Tuberty didn't know if I was in his account every month? No, that, was, that isn't the case. He, 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 he would have known. And some of the right. criticism right. is that the published list by RTE was inaccurate, to say the least inaccurate. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about, um, he came out and said that he knew nothing about it, basically. I mean, which I think is rubbish. Because well, I think he, I think what, without putting words in his mouth, he, he was paid the higher amount. He's acknowledged yeah. that, but he said, it has nothing to do with me as to how RTE worked out how to pay me. Right, so if you got 20 grand extra at the end of every month, so you keep your mouth shut? Or you say, lads, there's something wrong here. Oh, I mean, if like it, it'd be like if somebody, if the bank put 20 grand into my account, would I spend yeah, it? Yeah. No, I would not, because yeah, I know you're no. going to have to pay it back. Right, so my answer here is either his or his accountants, as far as I can read, is they knew what was coming in. So the new figure was the one that I believe they had. So as far as they're concerned, it was, yep. Yeah, even though what they're saying is one thing, but what I'm getting is another thing, but we all keep our mouth shut. Well, yeah. well, well, certainly people kept their mouth shut with regards to the top 10 list of earners because his was 75 grand out, but it was RTE published that. Are you suggesting that he should have said, actually, that figure is wrong, it's higher? Well, he should have made an approach. Okay, what was their accounts department doing? Or is there two accounts departments, one for... One crowd and another for the rest of us. There is, apparently, yeah. Every accountant, I believe, a bean counter, wouldn't give you a half penny yeah. if you could avoid it. Yeah. yeah. And yet he was giving out hundreds of thousands. And But who signed this off on the accounts department? Well, that's very much an unanswered question at this point. Who's responsible for sanctioning these payments? Yeah. 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 And that will have I to be answered. I, I hope it'll be answered. And what, okay, uh, again, my take is, I don't know why you were listening to 6-1 News. I was. There was a lady on. Um, Shuni Rahalik, she's the chair of the RT Authority. She's Okay, so maybe you can explain this to me is, 
If she and the board knew nothing, what's the idea of having a board? Um, it's the governance of Archie, how it how it broadcasts and how it does its work. Um, they, what I think if if I remember watching the six one last night, she said they don't get involved in the financial structure and the payments to staff. That's that's saying like you know you're implying me to look oversee, but I'm washing my hands when there's. Um, going on. And I would say that the board are raging because they have been thrown under a bus and they yeah, they had to apologise and say we've lost the trust of the public because of this. I mean, yeah, but, they're, I mean they're mortified by it. it. Yeah, but how did it get that far in relation to the board in the first place? Surely to God at the, they do meet, I assume that they check out to make sure that they're not missing anything and she's saying that they knew nothing um, about what's going on so achieve and therefore. Well, it's it's actually another point in the sense that who audits the I mean like I'm, I'm assuming that there's an audit done every year isn't there an independent audit done yeah. every year so wh- why why was it five years of this before eventually it was flagged as a problem? Or what? was it hidden or was it hidden like they did there in the member um, the banks um, um when the 2008-2009 that the 29 billion or something they got off another bank to cover and then give it back after the other was finished. That kind of carry on was yeah, yeah. that was happening during the the whole. It's still happening. Yeah. It's okay. Still, I mean, this is telling us straight away. It's still happening. Okay. And unfortunately, I wish I had an accountant or a fellow that was throwing a couple of twenty grand in my account. I'd be delighted with him. Mm. Mm. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay, appreciate it. Of course, it was at a time actually when there was a 15% pay cut reportedly taken by the top 10 RTE stars at the time. So um, that unfortunately wouldn't have been the case with uh, Ryan Tuberty based on the published figures because the actual figure was 75 grand higher, which would have uh, certainly outweighed the 15% reduction. Uh, don't be having a laugh. RT has been terrifying the elderly during COVID. They failed to raise concerns over the hate speech that the government is trying to pass. They don't talk about that. They're failing to call for an investigation over the handling of COVID. Only for shows, shows like yours, the public will be kept in the dark. Journalists are non-existent in this country since COVID. Ben Scallon is one of the few who isn't afraid to call out this shambolic government for all the dodgy dealings and legislation they are trying to pass. And now we find out RT are paying people off the books with taxpayers' money. And the TV licence fee needs to be scrapped. Uh, another texter says, In 2020, I said to you that RT should be shut down and a new national broadcasting station appointed. RT is rotten to the core and costs the taxpayer too much, uh, says Pat. Uh, you should call out people on air when they use the word anti-vaxxer, which happened again this morning. Uh, the man that's on about RTE, is that person a scientist or qualified in chemistry to be allowed on the radio and call people anti-vaxxers? We all have different opinions on subjects, but that doesn't give anyone the right to label the other with a label. And the area is himself trying to play down what RT has done funnily enough. Um, you know what? I think with the benefit of hindsight the, to many people who were being labelled as anti-vaxxers, a lot of those who got that label were talking about the psychological damage and the fear and the fear mongering and the effects on the elderly and the effects on the young. And weren't they right? Huh? In spite of all that, weren't they right? When you look back at it. But at the time, of course, they were said to be lunatics. That wasn't right. To all the people who pay their TV licence, this is the end of it. I won't be giving any more €160 to that corrupt organisation. A disgraceful carry-on is bad enough being ripped off by our government. And now this is absolutely shocking.
Uh, will people please get off at least Ryan Tuberty's case? I'm not so sure that many people are on Ryan Tuberty's case. Um, I'm front and centre with regards to RTE on this, to be honest. Um, anyway, he's a champ. He's a really good, honest person. What always was and always will be. This will have a bad effect on Tubbs because the media are like wolves with zero empathy, delighting in people's misery. They thrive on it. Anyone who doesn't like Ryan Tuberty has a very, very bad judge of character. I never check my wages. I expect around the same amount usually. So all I ever do is use an ATM for cash. Tubbs has plenty of money in the bank, so lots of people who are thankfully far from being on the breadline have no reason to check bank accounts. They just go around knowing they always have enough. It's people who are on the breadline or below always, unfortunately, have to check their bank accounts. It's very unfortunate and very unfair, really, in this extreme. It's imbalanced, says Noel. It's an interesting text, uh, text as to who does or does not check what they're paid. Uh, whatever about Tubbs, the other one that stands out for me is all of the others, um, particularly those that read the one o'clock news on radio and earn 210 grand for the privilege. I think there's a little bit more involved in that. Uh, RT are the cheerleaders of the government and their agenda. They need each other to keep us all quiet and docile so that we don't complain. No one is accountable for them. Um, and uh, one final one. D Forbes is like Anne Doherty, answerable to no one, says Mary. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. I did call out John O'Donovan's name on the air this morning. I certainly did. I wasn't taking it in vain, uh, although he's <laughs> suggesting that maybe I was. John, good morning. No, I wasn't suggesting that actually, but I did hear what you said. And I, I would never what, take your name in vain. I, I understand that. No, no, no. But I don't know what context you were reading it up. You were saying that, uh, you know, if the, you can be fined two and a half thousand euro, whatever, you know, and that they basically will come for you if your other GPs are involved in abortion or hospitals or clinics or anywhere, right? So That's what I was saying. That, I was wondering that it put a stop to that and how do you feel about well, it? Well, it won't because I'm up here now and, and as you know, I'm a baptised Christian like you mean and I'm a Sabbath citizen of the Irish Republic which allows me and others to peacefully protest on behalf of the unborn uh, whose life has been taken unfortunately yes. legally no. Are you protesting somewhere? I must say the, the recent hospital at the moment with the sign says abortion is murder the murder is in right picture of a baby and a big white cross and we've got my poor life jacket here and I'm staying here and if any guard out there for me on Martin or any politician wants to come for me my name is John O'Donovan I'm right outside with my sign outside the COH here in Coxa come for me I know it's not any time soon incidentally it's um, it will come to cabinet next Next week, where they probably will sign off on it, and it will allow legislation where there would be safe access zones. It could even come in by next week, but not yet. A safe area around anywhere that engages in um, uh, terminations and abortions. Well, you see, they can't get away with that because the first person brought into court as a witness for us in pro life will be Drew Harris. Drew Harris, the Garda Commissioner, has said, and he's on record now. That he saw the protest, he believed they were peaceful, there was no public order involved, there was no intimidation or harassment of anyone, there were peaceful protests, and he said, like, as long as, he, as, far as he's concerned, there was no need for any exclusion. So, but hold on a second, do you not think that somebody could be intimidated without a word being spoken? Because they're doing something that they've thought about very seriously, and that is to terminate a pregnancy. And they're, they're already struggling, perhaps, with that decision, and they don't need placards outside. Uh, making well, them well, feel worse see, than they already we, do. 
we are here not uh, to intimidate anybody. We are here, here to honour the unborn whose lives have been taken. That's who we're here for. Not for the individual that unfortunately is carrying out the abortion. We're here as a symbol of remembrance for the unborn whose life has been taken against its will. Has no choice I, whatsoever. I know right? that. I know that. But you, you, you will be allowed to protest, say, where you are now at the CUH. Is it the CUH you're at, is it? Yeah, there. I know I won't be if this comes in and no, no. I won't be allowed to announce this road of the frontiers. You, you will be allowed to process, but you will have to stay 100 metres away. That will be a protected area. Well, I won't be staying 100 uh, uh, metres or 100 inches or whatever. Me and others right around the country. If anything, this will ramp up the protest even more. Because we in pro-life are not going away. We are there to fight for the unborn. Our agenda is to turn this thing back like it's happening in the United States of America, Neil, where there's a big pushback against abortion. That's why I hope Trump gets back in, because with yeah. all his faults, and he has many, but by Christ, and I'm just totally against abortion. Okay, you're unlike, enti- unlike, you're, you're, unlike the crowd we have here, the Mihal Martins and the Baratkas, who think it's okay to take the life of a 12-week-old baby with nothing wrong with it, to kill it. Um, there's a text here interestingly saying why is John even able to protest on a Friday working morning? Do you want to respond to that? Because I'm retired and I'm also uh, just after doing getting tests done. I don't want any sympathy on this but this is my commitment. I don't test there because they thought they had prostate cancer but thanks to the guy the test showed up I didn't have the cancer but I'm still not 100% like I have some kind of infection Right, but this is my commitment. I would die in the barricades for this lake, and others like me. Actually, to be honest, Cynthia, um, it's your birthday today, is it? It is indeed. Yeah, is it okay to say how old you are? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're considerably older than me, and I I never actually, I always thought you were much younger, so at the age you are, you're well retired, in fairness. Oh, yeah, in fairness, yeah. Yeah, Okay, okay. So that's the deal. Um, It'll come into force probably next week. You'll have to stay 100 metres away. It'll be a protected area. But you're saying yours and like those like you will have your banners and your big crucifix and your sign in red saying abortion is murder. Yeah, I guarantee you if this comes in, if they do bring it in over the line, that this will only ramp up protests more and more and more and the courts will be attacked with people simple as that. Yes, but what, if, but what if you're arrested? What should I find arrested? Like, no problem going to stand in front of a judge because I, I bring in my sign. I said, this is my sign, judge. I, I'm a sovereign now. I said, this I'm a baptized Catholic. I cannot, uh, under any circumstances, agree with abortion. And are you telling me that I, I can no not practice my faith? I can't be able to sign with a crucifix outside a centre where yeah. a baby is losing expect- its life. But what do you expect the judge to say to that when, he's in, when he has in front of him a law that he has to uphold? He will fine you and up maybe two and a half grand. Well, I won't be paying out two and a half grand. I mean, I will be asking the, 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 the judge on the day to protect my rights under the Constitution for peaceful assembly, peaceful uh, protest, and also uh, allowing me to practice my religion. And this is part of who I am because as a Catholic, I cannot accept abortion. So the judge will have to protect me as well. And we'll see how that will play okay. out, whether okay. it is me in court or somebody else. Okay, just hold on there one second. Call him. Good morning. Good morning, Ian. Go ahead, I'm jump in. I'm just listening to your caller there. Does he fail to realise what women have to go through from, say, sexual assault to an ectopic pregnancy? I had a friend... Like uh, an, ecto- an ectopic pregnancy, yeah. Pregnancy, yeah. I had a basically, it's if the, the, the egg is outside the womb. It's outside uh, the womb, yeah. Yeah. 
and she had to go through, she went through hell over days because of it, and she didn't do it lightly to uh, get rid of the thing. It wasn't her decision. But you're kind of you're, fair to realise that people, women go through hell, even for sexual assault, and to have the child remember the day the, the day it happened, he would realise what is all, all the medical issues regarding pregnancy, and he fails to realise that. Okay, that there are many reasons why people terminate. Did you want to respond to that, John? Say in the case of an ectopic pregnancy or rape or incest. Look, there was laws there already. If the woman's life was in danger, there or the child, that they would do what they could. But the law that still know means that a child now that's perfectly viable now is being plundered and killed with, uh, against its no, own No, no. The point. The point is that you are upsetting women who have made a very difficult decision. They may have wished to have a baby. Well, they, well, they, they, they have uh, anyone that's going, you know, for an abortion here today, you know, or anywhere. Right. I mean, if they're my made up, I'm not going to interfere with them in any way. I'm not worried about those people. I'm worried about the life that's going inside them that they are terminating. All right. Has anybody asked you to move on? No, 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 they won't either because it's a public hospital. I can, I can stand here all day if I want to. Okay. Much obliged. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, hope you got a brolly. Text 0868104106. Thank you, John. Thank you. Call him back after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106, Red FM. Please don't give up my details or my name. I work in RTE. I love my job, but I'm so embarrassed by my employer and the goings-on by our so-called public broadcaster. I'm not at all surprised by the latest scandal and truly believe the organisation is rotten to the core. The constant lies are exhausting. Too many managers being highly paid, all protecting each other. I understand why people wouldn't want to pay a TV licence and I I fully understand people's outrage. Uh, please know that many of the staff within the organisation where I work are also outraged, particularly when we are constantly told there's no money for equipment, etc. People took pay cuts uh, for 10 years. Others were given bogus contracts for years. Tax evasion on RTE's behalf, you know. Budgets are constantly tightened for production, which means making shows is now so much harder. The culture here in RTE is toxic, and that comes from the top down. You wouldn't believe some of the stuff going on and allowed to happen there. I agree with Stephen Daly's comments on air, the broadcaster with you. I've seen many people over the years not being paid on time. It's also happened to me. When I first started, I wasn't paid for a few months, and there was no reason given, full stop. It was exhausting. Please don't tar us all with the same brush. People assume all RTE staff are well paid. That's absolutely not the case. Thank you for that. And of course, I will never give out people's personal information if they have a story to share or a comment to make. Uh, and that will always be the way. So text 0868104106 on that one. I also made the point, or at least the NGJ are making the point, that the 75 grand per year that we're talking about um, whatever, whoever was responsible for it um, would have been maybe an average annual salary for a worker in RTE multiplied by two. So there'd be two average salaries, for instance. Uh, and that must make people feel very hurt and forgotten about and, you know, uh, must feel as if, you know, they're, that they're a lot of less value, maybe even worthless in the eyes of the organisation they work for. Um, and bear in mind, this is in the public sector. This is very different to the cutthroat industry of the private sector and the commercialism involved in private sector. At the end of the day, in the public sector, it is taxpayers' money. 
and in this case of course it's licence fee money um, and of course that has a, a lot to do with um, people being very touchy-feely about how their money is spent and why they even have to pay uh, the licence fee in the first place so more on that I, I mean I was very critical of, of the licence fee and have been for many years I think it's not fit for purpose I don't think you should have a licence fee and also have commercial revenue coming from advertising it's very unfair it leads to colossal amounts of money and earnings uh, now private broadcasters don't get any of that licence fee money uh, and I remember criticising it on air at a time when I was doing programmes for uh, the Today Show on RTE and I was talking about you know um, the licence fee and how unfair it was and how wrong it was uh, and uh, it led to a complete cessation of any work for RTE they just completely shut me down which is, which is fair enough they wouldn't like somebody on the television with the narrative on radio that was anti licence fee uh, but that's how they can react to things and that's how they reacted in my case anyway um, text 0868104106 pick up the phone on 0818104106 just a quick call this side of, of 11 on the, another topic we're discussing this morning and that is protesting at clinics or hospitals or surgeries that um, that offer terminations and abortion Nora good morning Good morning, Neil. How are you? Okay, so that's that's John O'Donovan. That's what he's doing right now. He's got the plaque, placard, big red writing, abortion is murder. He's got a big crucifix and there's a group of them at the CUH. Your thoughts? It's a very hard listen, to be honest, Neil. I mean, this man is in retirement age and he's focusing all of his energy on something that he's never experienced nor would he ever experience in his lifetime as a male. And to be honest with you, I think what's going on in the world with the cost of living in Ireland, he could focus his energy more on going up outside the doll and helping the country out in that sense because it's just horrible what he's doing. He'll never experience it. He, he, and I hope to God he doesn't have any children that would have to experience it either. And that's just coming from a female perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, have you yourself, do you mind me asking, have experience of having to, um, having to agonise as to whether you would end a pregnancy or not? I haven't, thankfully, yeah. but look, I, I know people who have, and yeah. it's, it's a decision that they don't take lightly. And, and is, it, is it fair to say that you believe that men should not have any input into this? I don't, uh, no, I'm not going to say don't have any input, but I just reckon, just what I'm listening to from that gentleman, the energy he has in it, and he's talking about laws, he's talking about this, that and the other. I just think he could focus it elsewhere, especially if he's never experienced it himself. Of course, a man might have an input in it if it's you know, if it's, a, if it's a partner that has to make the decision for whatever reason behind it, that's a different situation. But they'll never truly feel, you know, how horrible it would be to make that it, That decision. would be impossible I mean, for a man to feel exactly. and to experience those emotions. I understand what you're yeah. saying. But you see, John will say and says it numerous times that what he is doing, he is doing on behalf of the innocent unborn. It, it's just that they have to have I mean, somebody, vo- some voice... It's just madness that he's saying that. I mean, number one, I suppose, when you're looking at people who are, who are having the abortion, you know, it's never full term, or is it ever full term? You know what I mean? You're kind of thinking of it, and when the woman decides making that decision, and this is only speaking from people that I know who've made the decision, it would be very earlier on, so, you know, it wouldn't have even been formed. They, they don't look at it like that. They're yeah. not looking, oh, oh, it's a, it's a baby here. I'm going to I'm going to kill my baby or abort my baby. And That's that, not of course, was the nor big. Nor would it was, ever be. Yes, and that was the big emotive conversation at the time, the big debate at the time of the change in legislation to allow abortion. That's what everybody was honing in on. Yeah. Uh, the fetus, the gestation period. When's a baby a baby? And and many women were saying, my body, my choice. 
Yeah, mm. absolutely. And look, Neil, I just want to say this, and you know, I, I'm probably going to speak. I hope I don't speak out of turn, but I, I'm, I'm listening to John. He's retired, and I'm thinking about his generation and maybe what he's been brought up in. I, I think of my own parents. I came out as gay to them. It was mm. a very different. You know, they'd never heard of it back then, so on and so forth. They had different times, different eras, different what happened in the world, different versus today. I think, you know, my parents have come a long way in getting with the times and understanding how the times have changed. I think that gentleman has to do the same. Well said. Good for you. I'm glad you have the courage of your convictions and are not afraid to hold back in that regard. Thank you for it. Thank you, Nora. Cheers. Text 0868104106. Can you stop giving men who are against abortion a platform? They have absolutely no say over what a woman does and what she does with her body. It is ridiculous. There are women uh, who had no other choice due to medical reasons um, who are indeed who are sexually violated and didn't want to live with the product of that already struggling with having to get an abortion. The last thing they need is to listen to the misogyny of men on the radio or even worse, to be walking in or out of an appointment and feeling intimidated by these so-called peaceful protesters. Keep those coming. Text 0868104106. It's day five of our giveaways in association uh, with Photo Wildlife Park. More on Photo after a and a lot of other business as well. But every day this week, we have two conservation annual passes per day to give away. Uh, and indeed, this morning then, a VIP private tour and a two-night stay in the four-star Oriel House Hotel with dinner on one night for a family of two adults and up to three children and a picnic to enjoy. So let us give away the final two conservation annual passes now. So two winners will win an annual family pass for the year for Photo Wildlife Park. And again, it's based on naming the film and the animal character from the film. So have a listen. We're going to take callers 9 and 10 on this one. 0818104106. I'm also hearing it for the first time. Life's not fair, is it? You see, I, well, I shall never be king. And you shall never see the light of another day. A great film and a great character within the film and a great actor playing the character within the film. But I need to know the film and the character. So 0818104106, we'll talk kick callers 9 and 10 for uh, annual photo passes. Get on it, guys. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Now on a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. Big shout out for everybody at Ready Mix, the trucks and RPC haulage in Granada, working hard, always hungry. Ross Oils and Fernandes and everybody at Bardsley Developments in Cove uh, to Tidy Mechanical Repairs in Ballycoreen. They're listening at Ego Hair Salon in Cove to the Prostate Cancer Clinic at the Orchid Centre of the CUH. Uh, they do fantastic work. Demelza and everybody at the Mercy Hospital, particularly St. Catherine's Ward, D.B. Schenker and my colleague Cormac Brown, who's celebrating his 21st tomorrow. And apparently James Falvey, who's working non-stop, always hungry, I suppose. The Sullivan Pharmacy in Grange, Middleton Credit Union, the two Carolines, Jackie, McGov and Laura. They need this pick-me-up and would love to win uh, on this dark and miserable day. Easy Living Interiors, the head office there. They have three birthdays between this week and next. Uh, please help a girl out, says Ashling. 
Dairy Gold Accounts Payable Department. Uh, make us happy, please. Riverstown in, especially Harry, keeping the place going. Power Aggregates and Carry Tool are listening and working like Trojan horses in the rain. Trojan horses did nothing. They just stood around and waited to be pushed. <laughs> I'm sure you're better than that. Blackwalk Motors, Black Rock, Blackwater Motors, I should say, at Forge Hill, Balafihan Healthcare, uh, Foley's Plumbing and Toker for all the hard work and team. ECI, JCB and Carrick Tool uh, would love a treat. West Cork Building Supplies and Clonakilty with a big shout out to Anne-Marie, Joan and Noel in the office. We'd be lost without them. And one or two more Cheeky Pups day- Dog Daycare and Groomers at Ghoul Street, Abigail Amy, Emma, Declan and Vinny working away in Hungary too. Uh, for Cullen View Interiors and Riverstick, Dennehy Health and Fitness, uh, Kelleher's and McCroom and cleancork.ie and Made For You Cleaning working in Middleton and the city today. Love listening to the show and they're hungry from dusting since dawn. So we will do one more bunch of shout outs uh, between now and midday then we'll pick a winner. Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park will Prepare all of the food. It'll be between 15 and 20 of you. You're getting some uh, food, um, take out food or even sit down uh, over the weekend. Then check out Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. I highly recommend recommend the beef burgers. Now, Selena Goulding at Rogers Park, Garvey's Bridge on the Old Mallow Road wins uh, and one of our uh, annual passes for FOTA. So does Bernie Kelleher, a Ken- Keneally uh, in Ballycotton. She used to get the passes for her daughter and now the daughter is going to use it for the grandchildren. So there'll be like a third generation of passes. Well done. So now you've got a free one for the entire year for all of the family, right down to the grandkids. Of course, we were talking about Scar from Lion King. Now, we need to pick a winner just before midday today for the extra prize, which is a super opportunity for you to win. Um, And it's a VIP private tour of Photo Wildlife Park, two overnight stay in the two-night overnight stay in the Oriel House Hotel, the four-star hotel. Dinner on one night for the family. That would be two adults and up to three children. If you've never ate, had food there, had dinner or lunch there at the Oriel, uh, you're in for a treat. I have. It's fine. The food is just fine. It's fantastic. Uh, so we have a picnic as well to enjoy, and you can take maybe that picnic to Fota. That's um, from the four-star Oriel House Hotel. So that's just before midday today. You know, we talk about animals and uh, what have you and, you know, movies with animals in them. Today is um, Dog Friendly Ireland Day. Uh, And of course, man's best friend, absolutely. Human's best friend, I suppose, the way to put it. But there's research out this morning saying that nearly 90% of dog owners would like to be able to bring their dogs to work. Well, they would, wouldn't they? They love them so much. So nearly 90% of dog owners would like to see their dogs at work. Um, if the do- if the workplace was suitable. How you'd make it suitable, I don't know. So that's 90% of dog owners. But 81% of non-dog owners would be happy with dogs in the workplace. So I'm clearly one of the 19% who would be un- unhappy with dogs in the workplace. I mean, I just can't imagine if I'm sitting here in a, in a radio station with lots of different parts to it, non-air studios, and there's dogs all over the place. I mean, just think of the chaos Think of the barking. What if they all didn't get on? Think of the pooing or the weeing. Um, and also, if you're looking after your dog, unless they just sit there very quietly at your feet all day long, um, then I'm quite sure it would affect productivity as well as everything else. Or am I just being a Grinch? This is the Neil Prenderville Show. 
text and WhatsApp 086-8104-106. Cork's Red FM. Uh, someone in an ad there mentioned rashers. I have an update in a few minutes' time with regards to the uh, state of the breakfast roll that Linda got from the Central store on the Kinsale Road, and they're upset at Central with what went over the counter. They are sort of an update. It was a shocking-looking thing, and when she opened it up and saw the state of the rashers, I mean, they should not have been served. They were burnt and incinerated and way beyond edible. Never mind the black pudding that was in there. But anyway, uh, the cent- I don't even know if it was black or white pudding from the photograph, but Centra themselves are very upset about it, and rightly so, and they will do better. Some more on that in a few minutes' time. I'll just uh, get Linda back on the air and share the share the statement with her. But back to the phone lines we go. Paul, good morning. Good morning. Uh, John O'Donovan and um, a group of other individuals, are like-minded individuals, are protesting at the CUH. They have, um, you know, abortion is murder and they have big crucifixes and they will not move when this new legislation comes in where you can be fined €2,500 and are sent to jail if you go within 100 metres of a clinic, surgery, a hospital that performs terminations. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, my thoughts on that, I'm not worried about the legislation, but I suppose every woman has a right to choose. And what they feel to realise, I suppose, is people are driving in there with their daughters, maybe their wives or whatever, and to see this kind of thing going on, there's enough going on in their heads, you've depression, you've, I don't know, people are stressed, the whole lot. Now, kind of where I'm coming from is, like, you have the different kind of, variations and whatever. So if someone was raped and whatever. No, personally, if I, my daughter was raped and whatever, I don't want her to carry the child if she didn't want to carry the child. He's calling that murder. I don't call it murder. So I yeah. think what they're doing is just absolutely wrong. In the sense that it's been difficult enough to even come to that decision for the woman involved. Million, million, million percent. And the thing about it is people driving in there... They either have their kids or whatever. I mean, the stress they're under at the moment, and then to see them clones standing there with crucifixes and stuff like that. Do they realise what's going on in the world at all? I mean, people are depressed. People have issues. People this. So what's that? Someone rapes someone, impregnate them, and yes, or you carry the child. Has John O'Donovan got a daughter? And you turn around and then say, or you carry it and you take the... Uh, go through the stress then of having uh, he, that child and whatever. He, but he did say that it would be very fine for legislation to exist in those circumstances, but not to have a blanket acceptance of the abortion of any fetus or baby, whichever you wish to call, um, up to yeah. 12 weeks. That it should not be available to all. Well, I disagree with that. Like, we cannot interfere what a woman does with her body. Yeah. And vice versa. Okay. So, I mean, people go through enough in life so why are they standing there with crucifixes outside the hospital? I mean, come on. You you like say that you have protested right, with right, like, you, you've protested with John in the past, but he's wrong did, on this yeah, one. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. One million percent. Way off of this one. What did way you protest of alongside him with? Because he oh, protested the, the water, about it. No, the water protests. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong on this one. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. This it's unacceptable to be where people are actually driving in with family members that need to do this. Can they do it somewhere else? Can they put it on Facebook? Can they do whatever they want to do? Not where you're driving someone in. Mm. I mean, mm. that's unacceptable. Mm. Simple mm. as. Great point of view, Paul. Thank you for it, really and truly. Yes. Karen, good morning. Morning, how are you? What me? do you think of what Paul had to say there? Oh, gosh, I agree with everything he said. You know, like, 
John goes on about how he's a practicing Catholic, but what gives him the right, you know, to judge somebody else? Or, like, he thinks his opinion matters when it comes to another person's medical treatment. And as a person who actually suffers with a lot of medical illnesses and um, depression, in my first pregnancy, um, I have had horrific pregnancies. Um, so, you know what? I had, like, hyperemesis. Um and, and basically, I did actually consider having an abortion, but, you know, it's not something I wanted to do either because at the end of the day, I wanted my baby. And I did. I continued with the pregnancy at the risk of my own life, you know. And what people don't actually understand is the minute a woman is pregnant, even if you don't have health issues... A woman is actually putting her life at risk to carry a baby. No, I understand um, that, but if you were here, he would possibly say something along the lines of, that's why the morning after pill is available. Would that be a reasonable yeah. response? Uh, yeah, of course he'd probably say that. But, like, you know, things happen if you are on contraceptive. I'll tell you what, no, I'm actually on the way to CUH myself to have my own medical appointment. But the thing is, he thinks a baby at 12 weeks is a baby. Um, if a woman gave birth to a baby at 12 weeks, um, the pregnancy, the baby wouldn't actually be viable until 24 weeks. And not, also, not even recognised as a baby. Yeah, exactly. For registration. Um, from 20 up to 23 weeks, if a woman has a late miscarriage or a stillbirth or gives birth to a baby, you can't actually get it... Um, registered and also there will be no medical intervention if it's at 23 weeks as well. But at 24 weeks then, what applies then? Um, basically, um, the hospital can medically intervene to save, do everything they can to save the baby and then you can get it registered um, if it is stillborn. All right. Or, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and there are women. So, you know, um, he's, the law is a bit contradictory that he's trying to say. Um, yeah, no, like, to be honest with you, what he's doing is disgusting. What about the priest? What he's do? doing is disgusting. Yeah. What about the priest that raped uh, girls and they have to go carry the baby, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, he is disgusting what yeah. he's doing. Um, well, going to a hospital is a private thing, even in general health. So what gives him the right to turn up at a hospital when he doesn't even have a medical appointment for himself? Uh, because he says the the, uh, the unborn are voiceless and somebody needs to have a voice. And as a practicing Catholic, of course, and indeed, um, it would come all the way from the Vatican down, um, that uh, abortion is not accepted within the Catholic faith. Um, and you know what I'd have to answer for him? Um, oh, yeah, so he wants to follow one rule for the Catholic Church, but he can't follow other rules. Um, like, where is he protesting when uh, it was coming out about the priests, you know, interfering with children, interfering with female children? Where where was his voice then? Does he pick and choose what he stands for when it comes to his faith? Probably, yeah. Um I can't answer that question on his behalf. Yeah, if, I, if, I were, if I were to sta- have established it, I'd say that he would be a very, very angry like anyone. Any, any sane human being would be angry at that carry-on. For sure they would. Yeah. Course, you couldn't defend yeah, it. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to have an abortion. Um, you know, but at the same time, as well, if the baby isn't going to be viable either, you know, if they have a lot of issues... Excuse me. Okay. 
like there are a lot of different things that a baby could have like you know um like not having part of its brain being born or missing kidneys and stuff you know um like what does he say for that you know well apparently what will happen will be the the harshest extreme of the penalty would be uh, for the the, the maybe repeat offences but um, it's potentially a fine of up to €2,500 or up to six months in prison um, yeah. for multiple repeat offences. You have to keep, like, the, the, I don't think it would happen the first time you protest. you got to stay yeah, with, you yeah. got to stay 100 metres away yeah. from where he is right now at the CUH. Um, well, and, clearly John has a lot of time on his hands that he'd like a stint in prison and also he clearly has a lot of money. So, do you know what? he deserves what is coming to him you know um so leave him be like you know yeah but he would say that he is the voice of the 8,000 abortions that were carried out last year in Ireland the voice I think no offence now I think John is a bit uh I don't know, is, does he have God coming to him at night or angels telling him that this is his calling? I don't know. Okay. It sounds a bit strange to me. Okay, thank you for that. Much obliged. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Paul. Text 0868104106. Let's stay with the phone lines. Uh, Neil. Can you hear me all right? Nick, I'm sorry. It said Neil. Nick, good morning. Oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, can, I can't hear whole thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, look, I, I just, I, I just want to kind of agree, just agree basically with the two previous listeners um, that uh, that called in on the, on the, the topic of um, John being up the COMH. It, 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 it's an absolute disgrace. I can't understand how he feels like he has the right to do what he's doing. Well, uh, that, a week ago, that, a week ago, that, he was, in, a week ago, he was in the protest of the Corpus Christi procession. Is that okay? Sure. I, I, I heard him. It, that's not the right forum either, Neil. You know, the, the, whole, the whole intention of the main folks of the Corpus Christi this year um, was kind of diversity in terms of different communities and what have you, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, not the right forum for it. Okay. Neither is. It most certainly isn't outside the door of the CUMH. Okay. Nobody, nobody, Neil, takes that decision lightly. Nobody. Okay. Okay. And then does he think if someone wakes up really nilly and then decides to just oh yeah I, I live I, I don't want I live off the baby? Of course they don't, you know. Like there's no consideration given to that. People are already distressed enough going in there. Fair you enough. Know? The and, other the and, other and, point the but, other point but, you wanted but, to make was but, use of the word um, anti-vaxxer. Yeah, no, I, I just I just wanted to come back to the thing there as well. Isn't just in terms of um, just in terms of the abortions and says how does how does John know what? circumstances the person is going in there under. Like he could be protest everybody he's protesting for today could be going in there have, carrying a baby as a result of rape or carrying um True. A, what yeah. they call it be a, 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 you know, an ectopic pregnancy or um a non viable fetus. He doesn't know that any one single person going in there is going in there out of choice. Totally wrong forum for it. And like regards regards to his his religion, what have you? Of course, he's entitled to his religious beliefs and his religious freedoms within the confines of that. All right. Okay. Nobody's prosecuting him as a, as a result of that, but he has no right to do that to, to women. And on top of that, the the whole thing of abortion by choice to begin with. If someone chooses to have an abortion, the only difference now versus before this legislation is the people that were choosing to have an abortion had to go over to England. To have the abortion, true, true, and come home and have absolutely zero follow-up medical care, which is essential, right? We're now providing that here at home, so that they don't have to go to England. That's the only difference. People were going to have people that were going to have an abortion were going to have an abortion regardless. Yeah, 
Yeah. So is he going to deny people medical care? So that's all it is. That's all the boys don't. You know, is that what he wants to do? Okay. So and look and look, just in relation to the anti-vax thing, small bit of misinformation there with regards to saying that in hindsight that they were right. They weren't. They weren't. If you go back, if you go back and actually look at the figures and the stages and all that, the reason why COVID tailed off to become as benign we say as it did is because so, many, so much of the population were vaccinated. It wasn't able to circulate at a highly yeah, virulent no, level. I, 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 I'm, not an, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, as they use that term. Oh, no, 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 I, mean, I understand I, that. I, 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 I'm not calling you one or I'm not... I, I'm, I have no problem with people who got people, vaccinated and the reasons why they people, did, but nor do I have any problem with nor do I have a problem with people who didn't. The point I was making no, was, was, to, was to do with lockdown and restrictions. I mean, you can go back to the Swedish model, and, and oh, yeah. we're not here to beat this one to death again, Like, but, you know, the no, restaurants, no, no, the bars, the shops, the museums, they all stayed open. Open, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't look. They were allowed, they like were all allowed to mix and stuff like that. Everything, everything is great with the benefit of hindsight, you know. And it was just kind of like the unknown. As in a virus can go one or two ways. We're we're lucky. Yeah, but the, but, but, went, but those who got the label the of that, no, but the, but those that got the label of anti-vaxer were those that were saying yeah. at the time, and they were told they were said they were they fucking going around with tinfoil in their head. They were called all sorts of names. They were the ones who were saying that lockdown doesn't work and restricting movement doesn't work. Sure, vaccine if you want, but it was insane the damage that was done to people. People died early and prematurely because of isolation and loneliness, and not being able to get to medical appointments. And they were they, oh, absolutely. You know, that's what they absolutely. Were but a hell, a hell of a lot more people would have died on if, if not for the vaccines. You know, like the, the vaccines are the reason why we ended up coming out of this at all. As in the. Like a, a virus will mutate in two ways. If you continue to mutate forever in a day, it, at the rate the rate can change. But a virus will go one of two ways: it'll either get more virulent and less contagious. So more virulent means it's going to kill you quicker. Okay. Or it'll get less virulent and more contagious, which is the, the direction that COVID it went. died so off no because people got vaccinated. It's no, it's no, no common cold territory. Exactly, it wasn't able to circulate okay. and it wasn't able to mutate within people. It becomes stronger. It became weaker, just more contagious. Okay, my you know? friend, have a great weekend. Thank you, Nick. But Mind yourself. Take care. Uh, back again to where we started earlier this morning. Back to pensions. Every public service employee contributes towards their pension. They are not free. Are they good pensions? Yes, of course they are. Uh, yeah, I think probably, yeah, you, you do contribute. You certainly do. But um, at the same time, uh, the public sector also uh, has a much better pension system, which the state also plays into on your behalf. I'm not saying that it's non-contributory. Of course, it is contributed by the worker. Um, regarding the RTE story, it's probably a distraction to bury the neutrality story, isn't it? Similarly, and recently with the active Kerry Babies case, which came to nothing, but covered up another serious topic at the time. The media manipulate the news. It's rife. The media is all owned by sinister groups. Uh, morning, ignorance seems to be only an excuse for the rich, doesn't it? Mel Brooks nailed it all those years ago when he said, it's good to be the king. Uh, fair play to the Irish Independent for breaking this story regarding RT. I'm sure given the opportunity, we would have been told it was fake news. I must say it's very convenient for both uh, Tuberty and Forbes to disappear. They've already had their nights out and pensions sanctioned so are no longer responsible for RTE. So well done, D Forbes. Uh, I'm chair of a board of the credit union. Every year the auditor would highlight any discrepancies with the board and make them uh, known to us. There's absolutely no way they couldn't have known about this within RTE for the last five years. Um, why, yeah, why wasn't it picked up sooner? Why did it take the fifth year? Um, 
uh, were the payments to Ryan Tuberty inclusive of pension contributions or is that more money again um, can't answer that one lots on John O'Donnell uh, he's a disgrace protesting outside a hospital and GP surgeries as he has done in the past, is the lowest of the low. How dare he, says Max. Safe zones while babies in utero are being murdered, um, says Maureen in Clonakilty. All I can say is well done, John O'Donovan. Uh, text 0868104106. Back in a minute. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818 All right, Glastonbury happens this weekend. Hopefully on Monday's programme, I'll talk with an incredible guy, an agent and a booker and a promoter by the name of Paul Charles, who has worked with all of the big major acts. He's even got one stage that he fills at the Glastonbury festival every year he's got an amazing story that goes way back uh, to like 1977 when he was booking the likes of Gallagher down at um, the McCroom Mountain Dew Festival but Glastonbury happens this weekend and you have the Arctic Monkeys and Guns N' Roses and Elton John and Lana Del Rey and Cat Stevens also known as Youssef and lots of other big major acts Candy Statton my god that goes back doesn't it Uh, and uh, there's a a whole list of them because there's many many different stages at um, uh, Glastonbury Manic Street Preachers are playing up here all morning going through them Fatboy Slim is there loads of them um, and I think the one thing about Glastonbury is it's for all ages isn't it it really and truly is it's like a four day event on a, a farm in Somerset uh, so that's happening across the weekend I mentioned that because on my popular Instagram over the past couple of weeks I've been giving away all sorts of tickets for Live at the Marquee and I see some people wondering about the tickets that I'm giving away at the moment uh, which is uh, for uh, Jenny Green um, if you've been following me on Instagram over the past uh, few weeks of um, the likes of, I'm just trying to pull it up here at the moment, uh, the likes of the live, the marquee gigs have been given away. Well, Jenny Green and the RT Concert Orchestra, those tickets will be given away at midday today. We'll be picking winners for those two sets. But we've also done the Water Boys. Uh, we did Mimi Webb. Uh, we did Tommy Tiernan on my Instagram. We did the Frames. Uh, and we started off way back along with my therapy ghost, therapist ghosted me. Um, and I do it every year so if you want to be in with a chance of winning tickets uh, maybe next year then perhaps you might want to follow my Instagram page um, one day that, that's a gig at the Live of the Marquee isn't it one day um, I know I've got one more set of tickets for an event down uh, at the Marquee which I probably at this stage will give away on air just before midday so hang about for that um, one day um, and yeah I think it's I think it's tomorrow night's gig so we'd Give them away on before we get off the air midday today for the tomorrow night gig. But you need to pick them up um, at the marquee. We'll put your name on them and stuff like that. You can pick them up at the uh, marquee box office. Um, so that's tomorrow for live at the marquee. That's just before quitting time today. Let me go. Let me go. Can I see the screen lines there, if you don't mind? Let me go back to our phone lines because um, I want to just update quickly with Linda regarding the breakfast roll saga and the photograph that she sent. It was the most miserable, wizened-looking thing I ever saw. Two little bits of cremated rasher. And what was some kind of an excuse for some kind of a black or white pudding? Linda, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? And four euro fifty for the privilege, um, um, and and, and and a bit of a scraping of butter. We got in touch with Centra on the Kinsale Road, right, where you purchased. Okay. Okay. And they came back to me and they said, or at least through their PR um, company, they said, Hi Neil, hope all is well. I wanted to get in touch on behalf of Centra regarding an item from today's show. 
about a breakfast roll from a Centra store in Kinsale. Well, it's actually the Kinsale Road, right? At Centra, we pride ourselves on delivering quality products to our customers. We take customer feedback extremely seriously and we are sorry to hear that this customer, you, had an unsatisfactory experience in our store. We would like to reach out to the customer to rectify the issue and are hoping you might be able to share their contact information. Kind regards, Drury Communication. Are you happy for me to do that? Absolutely, why not? Okay, and if they offer you another one or a few of them or a lifetime pass for breakfast rolls, will you accept? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know now, Neil, about the lifetime pass, really, no. Um, I'll pass on that, but I think so. All right. Okay, so can I give them your phone number? They can contact you? By all means. All right. Yes, no problem whatsoever. Thank you so much for all your help. I'm quite sure whatever they give you will be 100% tickety-boo tasty. <laughs> I would hope so anyway. And it's important actually for you to share the story like you did because they need to up their game and this will make them up their game going forward. So you're doing a service to lots of people, right? Absolutely. Like at this day and age, the cost of living and everything is so sky high and people just, it's just not acceptable anymore to get this at a deli, you know? Anybody that hasn't seen the photograph, check out my my, uh, Twitter or my Instagram page or indeed the Facebook page to see the photograph. Have a great weekend, Linda. I'll pass on the details. Thanks so much again. Do let let me know because I'm very nosy. Let me know what they offer you, will you? I will, of course. I'll be back to you and let you know. All right. It won't be the full breakfast roll because you just don't want the you just <laughs> no, don't want don't the fried eggs. <laughs> All right, girl. Or the sausages. Cheers. Thanks a lot. You know, I came across a, a very, very entertaining uh, Instagram account there recently. A fellow called Richie has Richie's Food and Nature. He rates takeaways right across Cork, right? Um, and I actually watched a few of the the videos of him and the different and the different chippers that he, he visited. Ha, have a listen to one of them, actually, when he went to uh, Murphy's in Blackpool. Have a listen, have an aged. Tonight we went to Murphy's Chipper in Blackpool. I got the uh, sloppy foley. Loads of people were asking me to get it. I didn't get one in ages, and it didn't disappoint. Unreal. Nice, tidy little thing. Um, and only five euro. With the price of everything these days, this is absolute value. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. One of the nicest things I've eaten out of fast food places in Cork. Chop that thing in half and you could feed your two children. That's just one of them. There are loads of them and it's very entertaining and many people are following them. Richie! All right, Nate. All right, my son. You wouldn't think of doing the equivalent with breakfast rolls, would you? Considering what oh Linda got at Centra. Oh, my God. What an absolute disaster. Uh, if I did that, I, I'd say I'd close the place down. <laughs> that was shocking. That so, was shocking. So, be, she's dead right. There should be nobody getting solved anything like that. Well, you're calling them out. Now, the videos that I've seen so far are the ones that you love. Do you also criticise yeah. chippers? Oh, yeah. Loads, loads of places I've gotten. And I, I do it ruthlessly as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pay, to be done. you pay your money across the counter, so you're entitled to be honest about them as well. How many have exactly. you done? Oh my God, hundreds, hundreds. I, I, I couldn't put a number on it, no, like. Yeah, did, but, I, did I see I, you down I, in the Chunky Chip in Clan? Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> the, the, if, have you ever got those scampi memes? Um, I had fish and chips out of there, and it was divine. The scampi, Neil. I, I actually never had scampi before I had it there. I actually made a mistake. I dipped it in the curry first, <laughs> and I ate it, 
but it's actually nicer on its own with a bit of lime sped over it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man, you went to the Golden Fry in Ballinlock and had the best chicken Maryland ever. You were you raving. Know, do you know what? No, I, I actually, it was my first time getting that as well. And from what I've tasted, it's the best chipper so far. And that's hard for me to say because I'm going to Murphy's all my life. A lot of people love the golden fry, and oh, I'm amongst them. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. The yeah. batter, everything. It's just unreal. Yeah, unreal. What makes a good chipper? Then, I mean, what do you look at first? Chips. Is it the chips? Oh, hundred percent the chips. Uh, a lot of places mess up the chips. Uh, there be a taste of dirty grease off them. Um, but also, the, the stuff that comes with the chips, you have to have nice breast and buns and burgers and pies. I love a good pie. Where did I see you recently chomping into um, fish and chips? I see you've had a lot of that. And the pies I are have. important, yeah. Where, who are best Kylie's, for pies? Ky- well, Kylie's fish and chips, sorry, Kylie's fish and chips inside in town is lovely as well. My best for pies is still Murphy's. Do you know, Murphy's, Murphy's pies are so good that a lot of shops and stuff are buying them from them. I know, they delivered some out here some time back. The cheese pie is divine, <laughs> isn't it? Lovely, yeah. I love the potato pies as Okay, well, so I'm seeing here the Golden Fry, Grillmatic and Turnus Gross, O'Connor's in Bantry, Chunky Chip and Clonakilty, Mamma Mia, Pizzeria and Kebab House, Hamlet's and Kinsale, Lennox's, Middleton, Doyle's in Yall, Hazelwood Hut and Ken Mayer, Kylie's on Mailer Street, the early... You, you do Chinese as well, do you? I do everything. I do restaurants as well, Neil. Anything that I'm eating, I'm rating it now. <laughs> Mr. Beast, where is Mr. Beast Burger? Oh, that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, that was probably the worst, one of the worst, bang average burger. It was ridiculously overpriced. And <laughs> uh, they took an, Neil, this is the best pair. An hour and a half we were waiting. For a takeout or a sit down? Uh, no, it was a delivery. Oh, my. We well, it's never going to be the same delivered, though, is it? It's going to be cold and it's going to be kind of stodgy. It's not the same as fresh over a counter, no? Yeah, no, I, I agree. But um, there was two goujons inside as a, as a, a breast and a bun. Two goujons inside the thing. And you call That's it out. You call it out if it's not good, right? Oh, I absolutely have a listen to it for yourself when you go off the air, Neil. Because uh, what do you say? You say dirt, dirt. <laughs> 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 yeah, if it's dirt, you have to call it dirt. And, um, Do you get yeah. any grief, though, for doing that? Yeah, a lot of people give me grief, all right, you know. Just, um, I think there's a lot of jealous people out there as well, Neil. There's a very funny clip of there's a very funny clip of you saying that you block people and then um, they come back and they ask you to unblock them again and you refuse. That's a fact. It happens all the time. Like, um, people know saying, oh, you're, you're ruining people's businesses, all this. Neil... I bring so much businesses to places. People actually call me back. I got called back out to, um, um, uh, what is it, the Chinese Open, uh, Blarney, the Golden Panda. <laughs> she, she gave me 300 euro in a car <laughs> for the amount of business that so I So for those like, that are you know? doing good work, you're there to celebrate and support them. But for those that aren't, you're calling them out to get their act together. I have no problem Absolutely. with that. Absolutely. I, 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 Neil... There was one person got insulted when, when I didn't like his food. Uh, like, he asked me to come. He actually paid me 100 euro to come. <laughs> so I went, I done the review, and I said, look, your burger, it's not nice. The same place now is after closing down. I tried, I told him I'd come down. I, I'm after eating so many burgers, I know what people would like. <laughs> I said, I'll come down and help you. Get a nice burger together if you want. 
and it was like I asked him to fucking give me <laughs> Sorry. a kiss or something. <laughs> okay, have another, have another listen to one of them. This is where's Bunburger? Yeah, Bun oh, Bunburger, Ballin Colleague. Have a listen Bun- to this. Have a listen. This is Bunburgers and Ballin Colleague. Lads, if you haven't tried this place yet, I highly recommend that you do. There's a discount of 20% when you order on your first order online on their website. And lads, up there with the best burgers I've had. Everybody's praying that I die of a heart attack, but I'm staying alive, lads. Stunning! So I got a triple smashed bacon cheeseburger. Lads, I swear to God, it's up there with the best burgers I've had. Anybody in Ballincollig anyway that doesn't try this place, you're seriously missing out. Ballincollig, seriously on top today. You can bait your granny, but you can't bait a bit of bum burgers, let me tell you. <laughs> There'll be a queue outside the door when they open today. <laughs> no, there was. He, he's, he's after doing more business since I've done that review than he had since he, since he opened the place up. Oh, man. He didn't pay you for that, no? No, he didn't pay me for that. I did it off my own back. He's actually he actually get, gave me money since, and he said that the business I bought him has been out of this world. Nice little business that, earner going for you. In fairness, it is, you know, it is. He, he said I should be charging people six hundred euro. Yeah, but that would be that you see if you're charging people, then people will fi- nah. will say, "Hang on a yeah. second, now we no. can't trust this guy. He's been well, paid." Well, no, not really. You, Grill Grillmatic, they they wanted to jump the queue. So I, I told them, I said, they have the message and all. I have the, all the messages to show. I said, if I'm coming out, lads, it's going to be an honest review. You're running the risk yourselves. So do you have a yeah. queue of places ready to visit? I do. <laughs> Is it a long queue? <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, I'm busy for the next couple of weeks. But I'm also, Neil, if you don't mind me shouting it out, yeah. I'm doing a competition called Richie Rates Roast. Roast. I'm going round to strangers' houses rating their roast dinners. <laughs> I did it already, but I'm going countrywide with this one. But There's a thousand euro cash prize for the winner. Okay, I'm well, people more. can check that out on Instagram, right? Yeah. But well, what I'm, about I'm your weight? What about your waistline? I mean, how many times a week do you eat this kind of food? Uh, probably about three, three times a week. But I'm in the gym then as well, nearly every day. Like so, <laughs> you know. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I really do. So, um, where are you going this weekend? Um, this weekend I'm actually going up to Dublin. I'm going up to Dublin. Uh, would you believe this, Neil? Like sixty percent of my followers are in Dublin. Like, I do you review chippers in Dublin as well. I do. I, well, I, I do pretty much everything up there. And would you say they have better chippers or better quality than us no, here in Cork? Neil, Neil, oh, the, the quality of food in Cork, like for burgers now and for chippers in general, I think. Is the best in the country. You've obviously done. Say, you've obviously done Lennox's then on the Bandon Road. Sorry, yeah, the Bandon Road. Len- I've done Lennox's. They got a, they got a nine point something off me. They were unbelievable as unbelievable. well. Unbelievable. Yeah. But unbelievable. Golden Fry is the best I've had so far, without a doubt. Are you saying that the Golden Fry in Ballinlock is the best chipper in Cork? I think so. From what I tasted, anyway. I'm inclined to agree with you on that one. But when you yeah, when you tasty. want to order just for yourself, are you a burger man or a fish and chips man or a chips and a pie man or what? I love I love my fish and chips, but um, I love a good burger as well. But usually fish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Check it all out. It's on uh, on Instagram. What's it called again? It's called uh, it's, it's Richie's. Actually, it's on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Richie's Food and Nature, and uh, Sarah McChain, my girlfriend, she does it too. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I, I think I'd Sarah on, did I? 
I think I'd say around. Yeah. yeah. So, um, would you ever think then in your busy life that you might turn your attention to breakfast rolls at some stage? I, do you know what? No. You could do the chippers in the evening and the breakfast rolls in the morning. That's not a bad idea because there's a lot of places getting away with it out there selling really bad rolls and it could be something I'd be into, Neil. All right, Richie. We'll stay in touch, all right? So to all of the chippers out there, up your game because Richie's going to be game. calling. <laughs> <laughs> My man, Neil. Take care, kid. Take yeah, care. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Corks Red FM. I love to stay in touch with Richie from time to time because there's many other questions. I don't know whether he ever went to Dino and he's Dino's chipper so I'm quite sure he'd highly rate them as well anyway final free food Friday shout out some food will be delivered between 15 and 20 of you courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Perry Perry Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park to all of the girls at uh, All Round Beauty in Mayfield to Irish Air Compressors in Little Island Headway in Ballancolic Sports Gear Direct Morning Adrian to Nesbitt's Catering in Blarney Business Park CQ Business Systems in Wilton John O'Donovan and SR Technics in Black Rock uh, Crazy Monkey Skate and Repair Shop in Douglas to everybody at Pet Shop on the Kinsale Road Roundabout Shandon Flowers, morning to all of the gang. Unique fit out in Glanmire. Everybody at Thalgo Beauty Centre on Tory Top Road to the Stonemasons still building the wall. That must be greater than the wall of China at this stage, guys. In Middleton, what's involved? Liam Lara Engineering and Carry Tool, CDYS in Middleton, and Northside Tires on the Old Mallow Road. So we'll pick a winner in a few minutes' time, and Red Patrollers will get it delivered. Uh, I'm joined in studio by Claire because we have uh, 10 finalists from across the week. Your mic's open there, Gar. Come on in. Yes, so we have 10 finalists. So all week we're giving away the annual passes and they're getting the VIP upgrade. The now. VIP upgrade involves a VIP private tour and a two-night overnight stay in the four-star Oriel House Hotel with dinner on one night for a family of two adults and up to three children plus the picnic. They could take the picnic to photo, exactly. right? Exactly. And oh even photo God. gardens, there's loads to do. Love a good picnic, me. So you've all ten winners in there. Yes. Upgrade one of them. Just pick it out of the box. Do you want to pick it or will I? Yeah, you're grand. Close okay. your eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is... Thursday's winner who was Melissa Norberg in Blackrock. Well done Melissa Norberg in Blackrock. The VIP treatment for you and enjoy. Cheers. I'll tell you one thing about getting, thanks Claire, getting the VIP treatment. A few weeks ago I was down with Willie Duffy, the head warden at Photo Wildlife Park. Boy, he's entertaining when he takes you on a tour and that's what he does down there. He's got all of the uh, the jeeps down there and he's got the train and all sorts of things and we visited all of the park and it's a long time since I was there. I was blown away at how much it has developed over the 40 years Willie, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you again? Thanks for stopping by, pal. I'll never forget part of our tour. Do you remember when the two lions had a bit of a falling out, Willie? Uh, don't you know our relationship has a bit of falling out? I know, but it was an amazing thing to witness the power of them. Yeah, no, they're, they're big animals, all right. Like, they're big animals, like, so... Uh, yeah, you wouldn't uh, just to hear sending your neck with him, you know. <laughs> Chalk it down. I'm glad I was on the other side of the fence. But 40 years with a big uh, carnival event this weekend to celebrate, right? That's right, Neilers. I mean, I mean, events are happening every weekend throughout the summer, but this weekend especially, we have yourselves here all over the weekend. And yeah. There's jugglers, there's all sorts of entertainment happening. And, you know, look, at, look we're celebrating 40 years. It's our way of thanking suppose, people of Cork and people who visit us because... We couldn't do all the work we do, which is all conservation. Hopefully you've learned to be on my tour. But uh, you I love your job, Willie. You know it inside out. How many people do you think have gone through the gates in 40 years? God almighty, it's, it's millions, literally millions. I, I, I should know that fact. I'm going, I'm going to tell you, the approximate figure is it's not, all, it's not far off 12 million. 
There you go. There you go. And like all, all that, all those people come and visit us here. We couldn't do the work in conservation wise. I mean, we've sent four million abroad to conservation projects worldwide. We've had gone back to the wild. Even more. Do you remember your your day you were down to me and we met my colleague John with the tadpoles coming in from the Kerry? tadpoles? Yeah, yeah. The Nanajack toads. Well, five hundred went back on Monday. And that's like another 500 on top of 7,000 in the last five years. Otherwise, they would be driven to extinction, right? That's right, they're critically in danger. But there's lots of work happening like that around the place. Like, I mean, the Timber to Horned Oryx, which was extinct in the wild, is now back in the wild in North Africa, and there's five or 600 in the wild out there. And there was a male from four that went out to the, that release program. Oh, my God. Aren't the giraffes the most beautiful things? Remember, we were feeding the giraffe and then feeding the hippopotamus. They're a big animal, boy, with a rock hard hide. We have no hippopotamus, it's the rhino. The rhino. <laughs> I confuse the two. But they kind of look the same, don't they? No? Small, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. The rhinos. Sorry about that. I felt so sorry for them because that's what they hunt them down for. The tusk, isn't it? The, yeah, the horn. And it's exactly the same as your fingernail. You've seen it yourself. It's, it's hair keratin, same as the hair in your head. And then your fingernail, the same thing. It's, it's, it's crazy. But that's the world we live in. But as I say, if... Parks and zoos wouldn't exist. We couldn't be doing the work we're doing. And I know. People are critical. But look, we do a few things. People come and see the animals, but there's all this working on behind the scenes. And that's the whole idea of the tours. It's completely educational. And you see there's a new 5 million education centre being built. Uh, and look, it's a secure big conference centre as well. So that's all to be highlighted. And I love the food offerings. People who go down there to visit, they can also either bring their own food with them or they're well fed. It's it's an all-day event, isn't it? That's exactly it. I mean, I, mean, I was listening to Richie there, like you have your fast food option here. There's a big selection of sandwiches, your yeah. vegetarian, your vegan stuff, your pizzas. And then, of course, you can bring the picnic if you've got a big family. Yeah, it's an amazing job you have there. You must enjoy every day going to work, Willie. You certainly give yeah. off that vibe. When the weather's like today, no, and thankfully the weather's headed off for the, the, the reception that's going on here today. And uh, hopefully it's that, that way the weekend, because you know it could be sunny here. It could be somewhere, Gosh, sure, I know. I know, I know. Take it as it comes, boy. That's the Irish weather. Congratulations uh, on 40 years of conservation. Have a wonderful weekend and let everybody get down and enjoy the carnival. Fair play to you, Willie. Nice to catch up, pal. Neil says great thank you talk to you soon again alright my man one of the nicest guys loves Cork and he loves his job at Photo Wildlife Park let's see if they love their job they're going to love their job today when they see what's coming their way Uh, our free food Friday winners for this week is um, it's quite a lengthy title actually the Cork NSD Account Management Department at PFH in Little Island I've been seeing texts coming in for ages from PFH so I'm assuming it's the same bunch Sarah good morning Morning, how are you? What exactly, What PFH are a tech company, so what do you guys do? We do tech support for the HSE. Right, and how many of you are there? Um, there's about 30 in our team here. Okay, and who's Orla? Orla used to work in the account management department, her team are here with me now. Okay, and has, <laughs> she, she, does, has she continued to text even though she's back in Roscommon or something? Yeah, she just moved to work from home, so she's still on our team. She doesn't rock coming. She's working from home. Okay, so how many are in the job right now? In this room here, we've got about ten of us. Okay, is so there any right. is there any more than ten? Because you're going to have to be calling on neighbours otherwise. Yeah, there's about twenty that are actually doing their jobs. We're just here waiting on the radio. Okay, <laughs> and I hope you're all hungry. We're starving. All right. Well, Roosters They're is on the way. Well, they better not be quiet because I want a shout out, right? I can't send Roosters to Roscommon, so I don't know what I'm going to do with poor old Orla. Send, send it to us. We'll send her down something. Okay. Give me the biggest <laughs> weekend shout out then to win your Roosters Piri Piri today. 
Come on, guys. That's that's very good, but it's not long enough. I need it longer than that. Ready? Three, two, one. That's a winner for me all day long. Well done. It's on the way, Sarah. Hi to all of you at PFH and well done. All right. Thanks, You're welcome, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, the RT news just coming in this morning, as we as is breaking right now. RT Director General D Forbes was suspended from for him employment by the board uh, of RTE on Wednesday. In a statement, the board said that they are in the process of ongoing process, and RTE must be mindful of its legal responsibilities, rights to individuals. They will not say any further than that, apart from the fact that D Forbes was actually suspended from employment by the RTE board on Wednesday. Why didn't they say that yesterday? Why has it got to be Friday morning? I mean, why go on the 6-1 and not say that? I don't know, man. I don't get it. Uh, sorry, I, I can't do any more, guys. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much uh, to uh, Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. Have a great weekend. Mind yourselves. Enjoy photo if you're going there and I'll see you Monday. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.